is a desert and we're combing the dunes welcome back to pop wasteland i'm remy i'm nate and i'm rory yeah <laughs> original cast back in the studio what's up guys feels good to be back yeah. i feel like uh the beatles playing on top of that building whenever yeah they did that <laughs> it's only one episode technically that wouldn't be the original beatles though right are you talking about the fake Paul McCartney theory? <laughs> yeah, those were the dead clones um, that they replaced him with after Abbey Road. Rory's looking at us like, what? But that's <laughs> Welcome a real to thing. Beatles cast! We're talking about <laughs> Beatles conspiracy theories. Come on, I'm just trying to put... Let the lies rest. I mean, it's been years. We can all... Everybody's seen the pictures. We all know that's not the real Paul McCartney. So is is Paul McCartney now still... Not the real Paul McCartney. He's yeah. been replaced. He yeah, didn't come well, back. The real Paul McCartney didn't come back. He's hold dead. Hold on, hold on. At this point, the fake Paul McCartney would have been Paul McCartney longer than the real one. Yeah, it becomes sort of uh, a Theseus's ship. Yeah. Right? At what point do we just accept that he is Paul McCartney? Now? How long can you fake it before it just becomes real? I mean, that's that's the question every Beatles fan is asking themselves today. Very um, true. It's been a little while since we recorded together, uh, so... Have you guys been up to anything interesting? You guys have any new experiences you want to share with the class? Uh, well, uh, just kick it off. We, you and I, watched that uh, real freaky ass horror movie. Uh, yeah, we watched some more horror movies. Like I said in the last episode, we were, we we're going real deep into this horror hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched Taxidermia, which was a uh, visceral scrubbing of my nerves. <laughs> Ugh. That sounds so fun. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I was very into it. It's a uh, Hungarian movie. Yeah, early 2000s Hungarian body horror. It's weird. Slash to, dramedy. I, I honestly, I, Slash feel, dramedy? Yeah, I feel weird calling it a horror movie because uh, uh, it's very much something else. It's, yeah, I'm not. It's a uh, it's a multi generational look at a uh, grandfather, father, son in uh hungary in pre-soviet hungary? rule hungary <laughs> not hungary <laughs> okay i'm putting the map back up i'm putting it up on the wall again the weimar republic's still a thing right <laughs> uh, yeah okay. it's um it, i'm not one of these dudes who's like super strict on like the definitions of a genre you know but um I, this bore a sort of broader attempt than something I would describe as horror. It was disturbing. It was it was it was more than just disturbing because you can make it just a straight up disturbing horror movie. It was it was like all encompassing. Yeah, 
it's, it, uh, it, every aspect of life seemingly was covered in a two and a half hours time period. It, it, it was a movie about oh, so it was sexual two and a half hours long. Did it feel? If, did it, how did it? How did that play out? Especially if, compared to the last <laughs> two and a half hour movie we saw together. <laughs> Way better than Batman vs yeah, Superman. Yeah, totally Way better. better. I'd watch that again. Pacing. It was the pacing for two and a half hours. The pacing was better. Uh, the plot was way more cohesive. Definitely better, especially when the fire was shooting out of that guy's dick. Yeah. When that dick... Dude, Are, you're making his, that shit up, I'm right? not that making that shit up. One of the opening shots is Damn. a dude using his own dick as a flamethrower. That's weird, yep. but uh, it happens. And um, it's well, not even close to the strangest thing that happens in the movie. Yeah, Damn. it's a... It's a, like I said, it's a multi-generational story of a perverted <laughs> World War II soldier... And then his son is a uh, Soviet competitive speed eater. He was. It was before World War Two. Maybe he was. No, he was. That was nineteen nineteen. They dated it. Okay, pre World uh, War Two. Yeah, and then his son is living in a, a you know a, basically among Soviets. Yeah, uh, and then his son is living in modern day. Yeah, modern so, day Hungary, and he's a taxidermist. Yeah, it's three generations and it's a story each one of them tells their own sort of in a weird way like like their own sort of vice because the first the first guy is his whole life is about like sexual and existential frustration and then the second guy is about pride and gluttony and then the third guy is all about i guess the pursuit of trying to be something better I, a, I guess, in a yeah. positive way. Well, uh, you know, spoilers here, but he ends up taxidermying himself alive. <laughs> That's pretty uh, big spoilers. Wow, damn! How do you do that? Well, <laughs> uh, if you watch the movie, they go into explicit detail of how he it does is it. very detailed. Uh, okay, uh, very detailed. Yeah, I, I, I've rarely been as uncomfortable watching a film as I have. <laughs> I averted my eyes more than once during that. Uh, well, you, that movie. you gave up somewhere halfway through. And decided well, to I was play playing video Binding games. of Isaac. Yeah. I feel like that's a good excuse. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Nate is incapable of sitting through an hour and a half movie now. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. Anyway, we watched that. Uh, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we mentioned the other ones we watched in the last episode. Uh, yeah, haven't watched anything else. Uh, horrors. Uh, I went back. I watched more Kill the Kill. You again. know, one thing, one last thing to say about oh, Taxidermia. Okay, yes. Uh, totally lacking in elegant boys. <laughs> not, not a many, not many elegant boys. Well, at least one boy, but not elegant. He's not particularly elegant. Oh no, the one boy eats. What was it like? Two, four, four, five pounds of pudding in uh, ten minutes. Yeah. Something like that. Well, he again. Oh. It's uh, he's being trained oh, to be a competitive yeah, speed eater. He's, he's he's training for speed eating, uh, and he's sort of a wonderkin, wunderkind, wunderkind, uh, at speed eater. Luckily, they, you know what's okay. funny is they don't show that. They had the dignity to like be like, we don't have to show this little boy hoovering up pudding, but we will show the intensely graphic uh, removal of human organs. That's, yeah. It was weird choice. Weird choices throughout that whole project, but good. I really liked it. it was yeah, interesting. like uh, nice. very interesting. It was not boring. 
You could not say that. I think you would be lying. Uh, anyway, so we watched that. I've been watching Kill a Kill. But, you know, we've talked about that at great length. Uh, also, that's hard to watch on Netflix while I'm playing video games because there's no English dub. There isn't? On the mm. Netflix version. Yeah. So, sort of defeats the whole point. Uh, <laughs> for me, anyway. Oh, um, no, you have to pay attention to one thing at a time. Yeah, I know. That's You should, of all people, you should have sympathy for me, you bastard. I do. I do have sympathy for you. Uh, anyway, uh, what, what are you I been up to? I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> oh, God. What have you been up to, Rory? Uh, well, um, contrary to the last time we recorded together, I've actually been reading some stuff. <laughs> including berserk thank god and uh most of the stuff we'll get to a little bit later see um, remy he can read now pay up there's 20 years worth of berserk to read you have got yeah. to pick up the pace yeah <laughs> wait wait till we get there well actually no if he keeps this pace the story might actually be finished by the time he catches if up If you read one chapter a year you might finish right at the same time he does that's true <laughs> uh and I have been, I've been watching uh, I've been watching Broad City. I'm not like caught up, but I watched that episode where Alana gets employed at Hillary Clinton's campaign office, or she volunteers yeah. there accidentally. Yes. That was a weird episode, wasn't it? I liked it a lot. That I cold, cold open was like amazing. Oh yeah, I thought that was really well done. I, I, I was love, very impressed. I love what they're doing on that show, and I love that episode. Except that the like the Hillary reveal oh, at the end was really yeah. weird. Yeah, that was weird. That's at, that was the point where I was like, I don't know what to think about this. Yeah, like what are they? Are they like? I guess they're endorsing her. That, right? They that I that, felt that's like that's like was an like explicit endorsement. That was very yeah, it feels like it, right? Yeah, endorsement. Yeah, which I mean, okay, like whatever. But it, yeah, it felt weird and forced and strange. It's out it of was place. Considering the 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 strange. Well, I don't want to. Let's not get into politics. Yeah. Let's just say that was a weird thing. Yeah, it was probably my least favorite episode of Broad City so far. Yeah, just because yeah. of the really. Hillary thing. Not just because of the Hillary thing. I thought that. Well, first of all, they played that out with Alana working at the campaign. Like that was a running thing through the whole episode, and it, the uh, whole plot felt very forced. Sure. Yeah, it feel like they wrote the whole thing just so they could have the Hillary reveal at the well, end. Well, you get the you get Hillary on your show, and then you write the episode, right? I mean, it makes mm. sense. But that's I, I I like that episode a lot, and like Rory said, that cold open is pretty fantastic. It's like one yeah. of the best ones this season so far. Mm-hmm. That that pretty much won me over immediately, and I was like, I'm in. This is amazing. Like, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, I've for been a second, watching... I just want to say before that, yeah. I, for a second, I was very afraid that you were going to say you've been watching The Flash. Oh, and uh, everybody drink right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or Green uh, well, Arrow. I, I am caught up with The Flash, but oh. it wasn't a new episode. Dude, I'll talk about The Flash anytime. I watch no. that show. Yeah, let's talk about Zoom. No. I mean, I... it's not that good, but they do enough cool <laughs> No, that's all you need stuff. to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, and I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec because I love Nick Swardson and Chris Pratt. Have you? Are you going back and rewatching all that stuff? Because it's yeah. done now. I know. Yeah, I'm. Re- I started from episode one. Yeah. I just Ron Swanson is almost enough for me to just watch the whole thing anytime. Nick Offerman is is a particular treasure. Did you call oh, him I called Nick him... Swardson earlier? I did. Who is that? Oh, he. That's a I different was, comedian. For a second, be, so that's sorry. why I, that's why I asked you because I haven't watched. It's I didn't Nick watch Offerman like any of the is. last yeah. three or four oh. seasons, and oh. I thought for a second 
did they did Nick Swordson did they cast no, Nick Swordson in that show? My bad. <laughs> no, I mean he, uh... I know Billy oh, Eichner wow. shows up near the end, uh, but I haven't watched his episodes. Even though I love Billy Eichner, I love uh... him. <laughs> Billy, oh, I love man. you. <laughs> but, I love uh... you so much, Billy. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Mostly, what I've been doing is I've, I'm reading through this fat like collector's edition of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books which I haven't read in like, I don't know, nine years or something. Yeah. And I just, all I've been reading for a long time was comics and nonfiction books. And I was like, I need to, I need to read something that I know I like that's like fiction. Have you guys read these books? Yeah. Well, yeah. I've read a couple of them. I read yeah. all of them. I got, at some point, uh, I picked up the giant omnibus. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that had all of them collected. Yeah. And I just burned through that thing. Because they're fantastic. I've read Hitchhiker's Guide, and I've read Restaurant at the End of the Universe, mm-hmm. and I've read, like, maybe a quarter of So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So, the collection I have is was published, I think, in the 80s. It's super old, so it doesn't have the last one. Mm-hmm. Mostly Harmless. So, it's four. It's the four novels plus that short story about Zaphod. Uh, but, yeah, I well, mainly what I wanted to say about it specifically what you just said nate is like the how much the movie is better than the books (laughs) no (laughs) well first of all the movie had most death so that's already puts it Uh, at a lead the movie had sam rockwell which is uh i don't remember if that movie was good or not i'm uh, i'm gonna say it was because alan rickman was in it and most uh, of the iterations of hitchhikers have been pretty decent yeah the audio, the BBC audio version is probably my favorite audio book thing. Scott Adams ever. is the author, right? What? What's the name of the author? Douglas Adams. Douglas, Douglas Adams. Adams. Okay. You're thinking of Adam Scott. I am thinking from, of Adam from Scott. Or the Dilbert guy? Is that Scott Adams? <laughs> that might be Scott That's Adams. That's Scott Adams. Yeah, oh, this is Douglas that Adams. That piece of shit. Can we get a live action version of Dilbert with Adam <laughs> Scott? Can we kickstart that? That oh, dude, that would totally work. Oh man, I don't know. I don't want to go super far down this path. But did you know that uh, Adam Scott and John Daly are doing a special? On, yeah, the golf thing on, on Adult Swim. Also, where they're playing Adam Scott and John Daly, the okay, golfers. Okay, you want to know what's hilarious? For the last couple of months, I've been receiving uh, issues of Golf Magazine at my house. I don't know what? how it's getting there. La da. Is it addressed to you? Well, it's addressed to my girlfriend's mom, uh, but she does not. I can only assume that she got drunk and ordered Golf Magazine. <laughs> but oh man, we got an issue in yesterday that had Adam Scott on the cover. Which one? The golfer. Oh, <laughs> okay. Or, wait, are you sure it wasn't Douglas Adams? Well, <laughs> they're both. They I'm both not look like sure. the crypt. I don't now. know what Douglas Adams looks like. He so. looks like a, a you know what happens when all the skin falls off a, a skull. That's what he looks like now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah. if you put Adam Scott and Douglas Adams next to each other, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> you would because Adam Scott still has his facial flesh. <laughs> Is that what you call that? <laughs> oh man! All right, moving uh, on. Wait, wait, wait! I just want to say one quick yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, Nate, you, you should read the third book that comes after Restaurant: at The End of the Universe. It's called Life: The Universe and Everything, and that's the best one. Okay. I feel like wow. The, wait, wait, wait! That's the best one. That well, that's my favorite. Okay, I think it the the uh, Hitchhikers and Restaurant: at The End of the Universe lead up to that in a really nice way, and Life: The Universe. 
life, the universe, and everything has like way more just like fun and interesting stuff they do, mm-hmm. and is meta in a couple ways that I enjoy. And then it kind of decrescendos into so long and thanks for all the fish and mostly harmless, which are also good, but uh, those are a little more like. I don't know, contemplative rather than like adventure. I would say melancholy. Yeah, it's yeah. almost uh, depressed. Even probably we could say yeah. that's see, that's why I, I I do like the third one, but it also feels like that's when that stuff started to creep in. Yeah, but I don't mind that. I like that. I like that too, but I don't you. like it quite as much as the first two books, which felt like incredibly sharp. And I feel okay, like the melancholy sure. came in and it like it I'm not I don't think it decreased the quality, but it did dull that like sharp tongue wit, sure. you know? Sure. Uh, and it became a little more introspective and it became a little more mopey, to be honest. Yeah. And, yeah. and that stuff's fine. But at the same time, it also like he's such a great writer that he made me feel sad while I was writing the books. Reading the book. While you were writing the book. While I was rewriting the books. For- Did you just admit to ghostwriting all the hitchhikers? Hey, everybody! Books? Let's welcome oh, out our shit. special guest, Douglas Adams. <laughs> yeah, I've been hey, writing Douglas. for Drake too. By the way, <laughs> I feel like I should get out there and. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't Meek Mill. It was me. I wrote all his hits. Sure. Oh boy. Well, anyway, I th- I think it. Uh, I I hear what you're saying. I feel like rather than getting like turned off by that or sad, I feel like he mm-hmm. just gets more space to kind of spread out and be a little more uh philosophical and it does end up being kind of depressing but i don't know yeah that doesn't bring me down i think that's mm-hmm. that's just like interesting <laughs> that that's fine i i i maybe it, you know i haven't also i haven't read them in like nine years um yeah. so it, a little a lot of these memories are kind of like they've they've morphed into each other so it could be that i just yeah. when i read the last book i was like wow this is incredibly depressing and that just started coloring my my view of the other ones, but uh, I yeah. should probably go back and read those too because they're so fucking good. I mean, honestly, Life, the Universe, and Everything also just has all my favorite bits. Which ones? Or like, like parts. Like, um, well, maybe not like bits, bits, but just stuff that they do that I think is cool. Like, there's the flying party that's been going on for m- yes. multiple generations. Yeah. That and, gave uh, me so much anxiety as a kid <laughs> when I was reading that. Because, like, he can't leave, right? Like, he gets stuck there and he can't leave. No, yeah, no. Yeah, you, right. He gets stuck on prehistoric Earth. Yeah, well, that too. That also caused many panic attacks for me while I was reading those books. But there's the part at the party where like he can't get down because it's floating so high, and he needs to find oh. like jetpack or something. No, right? okay. So this is this is like the chunk of like my favorite part of the whole series yeah. is Arthur Dent gets uh, sidetracked because they're trying to teleport to the party because this dude. Agrajag, uh, who he's been killing over and over and over and over again through all uh-huh. his reincarnations, wants revenge on him. Yeah. So he's like this this guy that's been a rabbit and like uh, a snake and you know a human and all this different stuff. And every time uh, uh-huh. he dies, Arthur Dent has killed him. Right. And he remembers it through all his like reincarnations. Yes. yes, I think I remember that. And they he's even the bowl of flowers that. Arthur like pulls into existence in the first book uh-huh. when they're like trying to uh, get away from the missiles. Yeah, what I'm talking the, about the petunias, mm-hmm. the petunias and the whale. Like yeah. those petunias are this character that's now like the fuck petunias. You, Dan, the I'm going to kill you. Only for thought me. was 
oh no not this again <laughs> exactly yeah and he brings that back and then yeah. that goes really badly arthrix escapes the whole mountain's coming down he falls and then gets he fails to miss the ground yes and he flies and he, he learns how to fly yeah yeah and that's yeah. the point where he learns how to fly which is one of my favorite parts and the way they explain flying i think is really cool like just don't think about it like you have to be distracted and like yeah. forget that you're gonna hit the ground and then you're flying and like don't think too hard or you're gonna gravity will actually pay attention to you it's yes again. it's very zen yeah and then the party hits him in the in the back <laughs> as he's going through the clouds yes yeah so that's like i really like that scene they have a lot of stuff in there it's the whole cricket wars with all the weird shit with planet cricket and stuff i don't you don't remember, remember that? that too much it's not worth getting into now we should move on okay fair enough those tell books about, are great uh, tell us about grant morrison's earth one wonder woman oh is that is that where we want to start <clears throat> you want to go straight into that yeah yeah I'm interesting <clears throat> even uh, reading to that too well it. hold i i just want to mention real quick what a, well, there's some stuff we could speed through, too. Like, we could talk about that, that Star Wars trailer. Yeah. I just want to mention that I've been just playing Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, tell, and, tell me about um, that. I'm just going to say real quick, it's fantastic. It's incredible. It's uh, super great. It's beautiful. Um, and like all pretty much all the games I talked about last time, it's uh, a cute little indie game. It's got an amazing soundtrack by uh, Dose One, who is apparently also uh, Go Dark and Metal Mother. So they're they're touring right now. So go Google that shit. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, and it's uh, once one more one more roguelike <laughs> I have added to my giant library. I'm basically I'm basically the roguelike historian at this point it's because it's all you play. It's all I play. That it, and Dota. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which you could argue, you could argue. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna collect every one of these games and and just document them for future generations, I guess. Um, but this one is a real gem. This is this is like some canonical pantheon level shit. This is this is easily among the greats. Spelunky and Binding of Isaac, um, Rogue Legacy, Rogue Legacy. Uh, you know, Nuclear Throne. This is this is up there with the serious heavy hitters this is good shit it's up on olympus yeah it is good shit i might even i'm i'm you know i gotta put a little more time into it because i've got you know probably 200 hours in binding of isaac and i i need to start getting it close to that before i start saying shit like this but it might be the best one you it, think it's already competing with binding of isaac i think it's oh yeah it's the gungeon yes you're talking about still yes it is so fucking good watch just watch one trailer and if you're not immediately sold you maybe i don't maybe you don't like video games maybe you don't all right well you know what dude i feel like for this podcast i should commit to playing like at least one new game a week especially if it's like a smaller one yes that's far more than i play (laughs) should i nate doesn't even play new games i don't that's not true that's true it's I, I only spend a ton of time playing a game if it's one that I get really really into. And I, I've tell I went lot. and looked at your Steam library and I watched I saw Icewind Dale, Icewind yeah, Dale, your Icewind Dale the- hours that literally eclipse <laughs> all other games combined. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of, you know, there's a new there's a, a new time, Baldur's Gate two uh, expansion out just uh, last week. 
even that I don't have like t- I don't have enough time to invest in that level of game in Baldur's Gate. I would like to. Well, that kind of like um, RPG, you know. Like, I really enjoyed uh, playing that when I was in high school. Yeah, but now it's like I just don't. I don't know. It's harder for me to sit there for like a while and get really into it. It feels a lot slower too. Yes. You know what? That's also something I've noticed, and that's probably why at this point in my life I'm gravitating more towards roguelikes because a session can last, you know, 10 minutes. Or 30 seconds. Or 30 seconds. And it can can be a satisfying session, and you can extend that or destend that as much as you want, you know. If you if you have an hour to kill, you can go ahead and play a couple runs. Maybe you have one good one that lasts like forty minutes, like I did last night, and then you die to a stupid boss, and then you're like, you know, I'm done, I'm done, okay, I'm done for a while. Uh, I had a big victory. I beat uh, the final boss in Binding of Isaac for the first time last. You beat night. mom? Yeah, I beat mom. Yeah, uh, both forms. Yep. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Good job. Good Congratulations. job. Congratulations. I know. Congrats. Yeah, that, no, that's good. The first time you beat mom, that's a really big stepping stone into uh, really getting into the meat of that game. I got a real lucky run with that one. Yeah. That's what I do like about Binding of Isaac is you can just luck out. Was there Uh, something you wanted to say about Baldur's Gate 2? What are they doing? Just re-releasing it? Oh, no. uh, It was actually not for Baldur's Gate 2. They released a new expansion for Baldur's Gate 1. It was for 1? Yeah, it was for the enhanced Mm. edition of 1. They released a whole new campaign. Huh. Okay. Did you play that? Uh, I was thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, I've got so much else, like, I'm still trying to work through. He's I got love a- Baldur's Gate. I have a tattoo, like, <laughs> yeah, from the you, series. you got the tattoo. I feel like you are obligated to go and play all the Baldur's Gate I feel Gate like stuff. I've played enough Baldur's Gate in my life already where I've, like, racked up enough bonus hours, you know, oh. where I can take a break for a while <laughs> and play other games. Yeah, okay, all right. Fair enough. I'm cashing in my vacation time. (laughs) (laughs) But you will go back eventually, right? Of course I'll go back. I always go back. All right. Yeah. So, Uh, yeah. Anything else about Gungeon? Am I saying that right? Enter the Gungeon? Enter the Gungeon. Like a dungeon, but with guns. Yeah, Uh, just one last thing. Um, Most of the enemies you encounter are bullets that shoot guns at you. They're called the bullet kin. And they are bullets adorable. Bullets that shoot guns at you? Bullets yes, that the, shoot guns at you. They're right. giant bullets who carry around smaller guns that shoot small bullets. Yes. Everything oh, in the gungeon is a gun. Like, like shooting guns at you. No, no. The bullets have guns that shoot bullets. Yeah. Though okay. some guns do shoot guns. Some guns shoot the word bullet. It's... This is... This is a 10 out of 10 game. Yeah. No, I watched wow. when we play about an I hour praise. of it. It looks pretty, looks pretty great. I okay. found... By the way, I found a gun... Uh, that just shoots bees and it was the bees. best it, bees 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 uh it, it's the best one i've found so far because i could i would just go stand in a corner behind some cover and just release bees and they <laughs> automatically go and seek out their own targets and prick them to death what do they oh, have in there awesome. they had the uh gun from fifth element uh there's a gun from fifth element yeah there's two guns from fifth element there's the other one too the giant the like the huge giant yeah. alien one um the Zorg gun. They've got. Uh, I found uh, the trident from Little Mermaid the other day, which was <laughs> a pretty badass weapon. That thing was kick ass. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a, a gun that's just a pillow. That's it's not called, a gun. It's called the silencer. <laughs> uh, do you do you sm- do you shoot people with it? Or do you smother people? No, you shoot people with it. 
You, you you shoot people. There's a there's a gun called the Huntsman that is an axe that is a, a, a shotgun that when you reload he swings the axe, which was kind of cool. That's pretty oh, neat. Cool. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean there's the Moonraker laser from from Goldeneye, not Goldeneye. Uh, what I don't know which from? Bond film that was from. It, isn't the movie called Moonraker? It is called Moonraker. <laughs> All right, guys, podcast is over. All right, we're done. <laughs> Hang it up. That's the Lazenby one, right? Man, Bond what? titles are real lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quantum of Solace. What? What did she say? What? I don't know what that is. What does that, that mean? That sounds like a physics class. What I'm going to bed. I don't want... That doesn't sound like... Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Um, that's an incredible game, and I've been playing a lot of that, and we'll... I will if we do this this roguelike thing that we we were just talking about. I, it, it'll definitely be on there. Um, I mean, I think you should start Rory from the beginning. You should make him play Rogue. Too brutal. Too, too brutal. brutal. Yeah, no, it's that's too mean. He would never come back. No, I would start you with Dungeons of Dreadmore, which is the closest you can get to Rogue, uh, or like NetHack, or you know, even something like Dwarf Fortress or something like that, uh, without layering on too much complexity for someone to like get turned off by do you think that's Rory will ever entry. be at the point where he could play dwarf fortress i don't even think dwarf fortress is fun no i don't think anyone actually plays that game to be honest i think people just lie about it to like bump their cred <laughs> uh anyway yeah we would we would start you at at dungeons of dreadmore just if anyone's interested anyway so yeah we did we all sounds like we all had a <laughs> interesting things we did that's yeah, cool for once that for was once that was cool we all did something cool now let's talk about stuff we haven't done but are thinking about all right do you want to talk about these movies or you want to talk about these comics let's talk no let's talk about wonder woman uh yeah you want to start with that yeah right, let's yeah. start with that let's rory you read uh, the new yes. wonder woman yes so this from is from famed wizarding author grant morrison <laughs> yeah my boy the gm um, you yeah, got to stop seriously. saying that, Rory. He's sending us cease and desist letters. Oh, that breaks my heart. He <laughs> says, Rory, I am not your boy. Rory. Oh, my God. Rory. Remy, yeah. Yeah, I want to hear Remy's impression. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, do your Grant Morrison impression. I wrote all Scottish, the good comics. And also I wrote Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you didn't know that was me. They used to call me the fifth Beatle. The fifth Beatle. They called me the GM. We used to play Dungeons and Dragons every Friday. We would take acid and play Dungeons and Dragons and write about superheroes. Dude, that impression is great if you were doing one of the Beatles. (laughs) Did you know Paul McCartney wrote Superman for many years? He was my greatest teacher. Oh, man. Oh, that's so good. All right, so is this Wonder Woman part of the reboot thing? No. No, so... No, this is this Earth is, 1. Yeah. Nate, do you know what that is? Do you want to explain it? Uh, does it really <laughs> need explanation? There's obviously more than one Earth, and this is on one of them. I mean, I guess I mean in terms of the, the characters in the, like, New 52 or whatever. Earth? No, I don't know any of that. That's... Okay. Why would I know that? <laughs> I, well, you you said it was Earth 1. I was like, oh, maybe you know. I asked you if well, you Well, the knew. book is called Earth 1 Wonder Woman. Does that mean it's Earth yeah. Prime? No, Earth Prime is a different Earth. Earth Prime is not Earth 1. So it's nope. like Earth 1 and Earth A. Yes, and there the, is also an Earth A. And the Team Mongooses. <laughs> There's... 
not in Earth A anymore. Anymore? <laughs> wow. God they got it. rid of the alphabetical Earths. You can't. Ugh. Ugh. Look, basically, this is uh this Wonder Woman is not the Wonder Woman that if you went and uh and picked up the current Wonder Woman comic book, it wouldn't be the same Wonder Woman. This and that's say different. Wonder Woman more. And that's why I love comic books. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could you could pretty much read it as the same. It's basically the same character, but there's they differentiate uh, by having like an Earth One. They have Earth One versions of Batman and Superman too that are mm-hmm. a little different than what you would read in what they're doing now. Which Wonder Woman? Which Wonder Woman has the eye patch? Uh, and which which Wonder Woman has the goatee? <laughs> <laughs> I could probably go pull out my Grant Morrison multiversity <laughs> guidebook and find a Wonder Woman in an eye patch on like a pirate world. Yeah. What yeah, about the probably, goatee one? Maybe not the goatee. <laughs> that might be harder. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't I haven't looked through that uh since it came out, so I don't remember all the different like shades of of characters he does. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh but anyway, this is like uh, an origin story for her. It's a graphic novel. They released it as a hardcover, so they didn't release any single issues. Uh, it's, I think it's excellent. It's a little predictable in the beginning, but uh, and it's it's actually very uh, easy to follow for a Grant Morrison comic. Uh-huh. But they do a good job of like it's set up against um, her coming back to Paradise Island after being in our world and standing trial in front of her mom for like disobeying her and leaving okay and the big thing is like she's well do you guys know wonder woman's basic like traditional origin Mm -hmm. yeah let me just say real quick um it's sort of a perversion of justice to be heard in court by your own mom i just wanted that (laughs) i know it sounds like the amazonians have some pretty messed up uh legal traditions yeah that's not cool well, it gets into that. Like, it, it, there's a very, it's a very clear difference that gets established between like their kind of almost like um, totalitarian old... dictatorship <laughs> in, in some ways. But they're saying like, look, we have a perfect utopia here. But yeah, it is Hitler kind of said a... that too. Listen, I'm not going to say it, but I'll say it. Like, they're basically a bunch of sexy Hitlers. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far, except for Wonder Woman because she's like the the, the sexy Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh she fights God. for the people. Yeah, just like Stalin did, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, what, welcome to Dictator Cast. What What happens when What happens uh, in this origin that differentiates it from the other ones? Well, so you know, her original one is she's made out of clay, right? Her mom makes her out of clay, and then like the gods give her life in uh, the style of a Greek hero story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And primarily because. Uh, there's no men on Paradise Island, mm-hmm. so they don't have a way to like reproduce or have kids. So her mom creates her because she wants a daughter. I mean, so it sounds big... like they have a pretty easy way of creating. Yeah, more. that sounds super easy. <laughs> I, I yeah, I guess I've, they've never explored why no one else has tried that. Also, can they make a boy? Could they make a boy out of clay? Maybe, but they don't like penises. They so don't they, like. They penises. don't know what they look like. They always come out wrong. Well, there's so in the scene where Wonder Woman meets Steve. You put it Trevor, on the back, not at- the front. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? What are you playing at, Wonder Woman? Oh man! <laughs> so throughout this book, she has like kind of an identity issue of like her mom is like, "I created you. You're my daughter. 
Like, and you're, and this is all the ways you're supposed to be within our society. Uh-huh. And she's like, fuck that. I want to be my own person. Right. Um, and the scene, so the, but the book opens with the scene between, uh, do you guys know Wonder Woman's mom's name? Uh, Gloria. Oh, so close. Uh, Hippolyta. Hippolyta. And, of course. Yeah. That would be my second guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. I, I should have let you try again. Well, I murdered her in game in a God of War game, so I'm Yeah. I mean, anything from God of War you could probably throw in here and you'd be pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Like the so the book opens with a scene with Hippolyta and Hercules and yes. he's got her chained up. There's a lot of chains and ropes in this book. Uh Yeah, and, we'll and, get into that. Wait, Hercules chains up her mom? Yeah, it's a flashback. Yes. Yeah, well, it's the opening scene of the book, so I don't know if it's a flash. I guess it's a flashback. It's still happening in chronological chronological order. Is that a that flashback? would not be is, a flashback. wait? So in this Earth one, Hercules is still like walking around. So no, this is okay. So it opens like three thousand years or something before uh, now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Nothing. Go on. <laughs> Earth A. And he's got so it's like it's Greek myth stuff. Hercules yeah. is trying; it has her chained up. He's trying to get her to submit, and she chokes him out. Okay, and kills him. Chokes him out with the chain, and then frees her Amazonian sisters, and they kill all of they kill his whole army of men. And they're like, "Okay, fuck men, we're out. We're gonna do our thing now." And then three thousand years later. The uh, I, I this is the coolest version of like Amazonia or whatever I've seen so far because it's more futuristic. What with the hovercrafts and the giant kangaroos? Yeah. Yes. Well, I don't. Are the are the kangaroos giant or are they normal sized? They look normal sized to me. A kangaroo- no, that's just because the Amazonians are also giant. <laughs> oh, do they address like, that? Are Amazonians seven not feet giant. tall? No, they're taller. They're tall women, but they're 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 passing. Tall. How how are their fundamentals? I mean, how are their fundamentals? I know they can't dunk, but are the fundamentals <laughs> solid or <laughs> how disrespectful? <laughs> but in this in this version of Paradise Island, the invisible jet makes sense, right? No, it, that, it actually no, still makes more sense. No, no, it still doesn't make sense. It makes sense in as much as like they have like this ultra futuristic technology they're using. Okay, wait. So in this version of Wonder Woman, can she not fly by herself? Uh, no. Dropped. Wait, she has to have a man drive the plane for her? That's oh, no, a- she can fly the plane. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that sounded very un-Amazonian. But she's not allowed to drive a car. By the way, this has been driving me crazy about Wonder Woman for since the, her inception, or, sorry, the Invisible Jet's inception. Guess what, guys? Nobody spots jets with their fucking eyes that's why we invented radar a fucking s71 blackbird is essentially an invisible jet because you cannot spot it on radar nobody's up there with binoculars fucking peering around seeing if they can spot a jet it doesn't make sense that it would be invisible you don't have to be physically invisible anyway sorry just uh just uh some that's really weighed on me heavily over the remy is very passionate about planes yeah Mm. Just well, just the Blackbird. That's really the only one I care about. He regularly goes plane spotting. <laughs> plane spotting. Fuck you. Can we Fuck make a movie you. about that? Where we're all doing we're all doing heroin in Scotland. <laughs> we all have to do crocodile because you have to step it up for yeah. each one. Or PCP. 
Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It's just crocodiles dirtier. All right, we're getting off track. Back to Wonder Woman. Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. So she has a jet in future paradise. and She's on trial with her mom as the judge. Her mom's like, you have to go into timeout. So they're using the trial as like a framing device. Yeah. For then everything else is flashbacks. And then they go into like detail of all of her sexy exploits. Ooh. Essentially. <laughs> I mean, so that's a huge thing. Like, uh... I remember listening to an interview with Grant Morrison. Uh, I don't know how long ago it was. Probably like th- three years ago. Uh-huh. I should have said sexploits. <laughs> yeah. He talks about uh, this book and, and what and how he's working on it and about the creators. Do you guys know anything about the creators of Wonder Woman? Uh, no. Uh, you mean... Um, uh, if they're not named Bob Kane. No. <laughs> oh, I had a good one locked for it, but it slipped right up through my fingers. Who was Elizabeth Cady Stanton? Uh, no, who was who was the woman on the coin? Who's who's that feminist? Oh, uh, Susan B. Anthony. Susan B. Anthony. Susan B. Anthony <laughs> wrote the first issue of Wonder Woman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's this. Damn, correct. that would have been good if I pulled yeah, that. If the that first had, time. if you actually landed that joke, yeah. it would have been a joke. <laughs> yeah, just imagine that I totally kick flipped that one, uh, listener. <laughs> Singular. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm talking to you. <laughs> we all know yeah. you're the only one. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. We're so, appreciative anyway. The the guy who created Wonder Woman was, I think he was a psychiatrist. And he and his Which wife. Which Freud. Yeah, Freudian. Is, is he a Freudian I, or a Jungian? I think so. I mean, yeah. I could I could look it up right now, but Dis- I'm running Ableton and Skype, yeah. so that's not going to be no, that's, good for my computer. That's fine. D- uh, Carl did, Jung created did, Wonder Woman. Did Wonder Woman <laughs> smoke a lot of cigars in the early oh, yeah. days? Was she a big cigar smoker or? She went around shoving cigars into other people's mouths. <laughs> well, in and out. It was more in about. Oh my god! Uh, it was. It's. It's a lot more about the like bondage and S and M stuff that this psychiatrist and his wife were getting into with their lover, <laughs> like their young female lover. Yeah, who is apparently, who apparently is who. Wonder Woman is modeled after originally. Huh. Okay. God bless the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, she has that lasso of truth, right? Yes. That's, like, uh, like one phrase they say a lot in this book is, like, um, loving submission or, like, submit in loving something or other. But very much, like, these, like, dominant submissive relationships where you're expected to, like, show your submission through... Like wearing a collar or chains or something. Yeah. Like yeah. they get really into that. Okay. Can I and, ask you a question about this? Yes. Okay. So uh, I've been following this. I've been interested by this book since you were talking about it and other people. Yeah. And a lot of people were being weird about the fact that they made, uh, what was his name? Steve Trevor, mm-hmm. who is Wonder Woman's historical love interest. Grant yeah. Morrison wrote him as a, uh, as a black man. Yeah, I liked that. I thought that was cool. And there was one page I saw online where she's like talking about, hey, I saved your life, so you're basically my slave now. Yep. Well, well, okay. So the context What's up for with that? that? <laughs> Let me give you the context for that, Nate. Hey. As I find that page. They were She also gropes him the first time they meet. Because she's were, like, Are you a man? <laughs> oh so, yeah. So this, find out. This, this new Wonder Woman is really just really she's red Sonya. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce well, it? Sonia or Sonja? Because I always said Sonia. Red Sonia. It's more like her context for all that like 
submission stuff is from her her mom and her like sisters and everything. Those are the relationships that she knows. So there's a yeah, there's a scene where she presents him with a studded black collar and says like I saved your life and I will like take care of you. Oh, but you must be willing to submit to loving authority. Kneel for we are bound and he's just like what the fuck. Yep. Yep. That yeah. would do it for me too, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then she's like, "Oh shit, I made a mistake." and goes and talks to a sorority girl that she saved from a bus accident oh the the a real authority on the uh pol- the sexual politics of the age is this <laughs> well uh, uh haven't you ever seen an 80s college movie <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how i can't speak to how well grant morrison handled this aspect but he uses the amazonians to kind of represent like old feminism and like the girls in or women in the um modern world our world to represent, like, newer wave feminism. Sure. Where, like, the Amazonians see, like, this... Uh, this the sorority girl comes home with uh, to Paradise Island with Wonder Woman to testify for her in this trial. Wait, they can and bring they, people back? They can have surprise witnesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah essentially. <laughs> but only surprise witnesses. <laughs> and they all have to be character witnesses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, essentially, that, that it's a character trial, right? Yeah, they're trying to that assassinate. Too. It's her a character. smear campaign. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't think humans were allowed back on the utopian paradise island. Well, Men they kill them after. Men aren't. I think human women are okay. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it. That seems weird to me, but all right. Anyway, when these Amazonians see this sorority girl, like she's she's pretty large, and they comment on her, and they're like, "What? See what man has done to her, and like misshapen her body." And she's like, "What the fuck? Fuck you." I love my body. I like how I look. And I'm like a strong, I don't, I hate saying strong woman. That sounds like so stereotypical now. <laughs> she's a, she's a liberated lady. Yeah. I think you guys understand what I'm trying to say. Like he's representing these two dichotomies yeah. of feminism. I can't speak to how well he's doing it. I appreciated it, but it was also like a lot of this was very on the nose, which leads me he to was, think he has, go ahead. He was not subtle. Yes. He was not subtle. Uh, I mean, some things have subtlety. But they're more like background stuff that you can appreciate if you're like, oh, that's cool how he used this. Like right. uh, the the layouts, there aren't there aren't any gutters for a lot of it. It's all like um, her rope or chains or like Greek uh, patterns on like clay. All those whips that she has. All those all the Wonder Woman whips. Uh, yeah. That yeah. big St. Andrew's cross that she straps all those people to. Mm-hmm. Does she listen to that one Rihanna song over and over again? I you know I don't know I I can't hear that when I'm reading the comic book that doesn't come across very well. Oh, I thought they would annotate it or something. I don't know. But what's interesting is that like they don't. There's not a lot of fighting. Like there is fighting in the beginning when it's kind of like this these Amazonian games where Wonder Woman is supposed to at, submit to the champion and yeah. she says fuck that and leaves anyway. That's when she finds Steve Trevor. She wants to take him home because she because he's dying, and that's when she goes and uh, checks out the whole man's world deal. But there's no fighting after that. She runs into the army. Wait, do they play that song? Which one? Man's world. Yeah, they should. It's a man's world. I hope they play that in the movie. No, they play Bobby's world. Sorry, sorry. Please continue. When she when she runs into the army, she lifts up a tank. And they're like, oh, shit. And they back off. So there's no fighting there. 
And then even when her mom unleashes Medusa to come and like fuck shit up. That's not cool. And get her back. No, it's not. And then it kind of trails off. Like, there's never a, a confrontation with Medusa. So she she's just Steve... chilling. She just wanders off. And she's she like, She turns yeah, Steve Trevor and a few other people into stone. And then they never fight. And Wonder Woman goes back to the island with Steve Trevor to stand trial and then to try and heal him with this purple ray machine they have. Purple which I don't ray. know where the fuck that came from or if that's a reference to something or supposed to rep. I feel like it's supposed to represent something. <laughs> But yeah, I'm not sure. sure okay, what. well, hold on. What could the purple ray represent in this scenario? It's a giant purple laser beam, I assume. It's. It looks like. Yeah, it, it kind of. It's like a. It's like a tri cannon, like hanging laser that shoots like a purple ray. Okay, well, three is a very important number. Obviously, that's the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. You know what? I have an idea. <laughs> Spot uh, on. Why don't we ask Grant Morrison? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Grant, can you come over here for a second? Yeah, sure. What you need? Hey, we were wondering, what is the, in your Earth One Wonder Woman book, what does the purple ray represent? Oh, you know, um, maternal instinct and uh, general feminism and whatnot. Yeah, I learned all that from the Beatles. (laughs) They taught me a lot of things about feminism. You know, it's bad to hit a woman. Well, I don't think he learned that from the Beatles. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not. Well, they were doing it all the time, you see, and I saw it, and I... Uh, oh, it was, a, it was a lesson by what not to do. It was a lesson ah. by proxy, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm slipping into Welsh. All right, well, thanks for clearing that up, Grant. <laughs> all right, bye! <laughs> I was wrong. It's not... Uh, that, was, that was amazing. It's not three. It's, it's, a, it's two. It's a big one on the top and a smaller one on the bottom, and then actually a four, two on the sides. It looks kind of... <clears throat> okay. Oh, it's a dick. Is it a dick? It's a it giant yeah, penis. It looks no, less that is definitely a penis. Yeah. Uh, There's the okay. balls and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and all the tubes like my penis has. <laughs> you guys have the tubes, Yeah, right? and the purple rays. Yeah. <laughs> purple okay. rain, baby. Purple rain. <laughs> oh, oh, why did we make that connection? I, I said it 20 minutes uh, ago. Anyway. All right. Uh, <laughs> it, anyway, to wrap up, I'm not going to... There's some some stuff that is revealed as it uh plays out that's really interesting about wonder woman's hint actual origins okay uh i mean you guys want me to spoil that for you are you gonna read this probably not right i'd like to read it when you come down but i also don't give a shit about spoilers yeah i don't really care about spoilers either okay so spoilers if you want to read this uh don't listen to the next i don't know 30 seconds minute whatever we're just gonna cut that out yeah (laughs) no no definitely not I'm going to put it at the top of the show. <laughs> so it turns out, like, at the end of the book, Wonder Woman is actually the daughter of Hippolyta and Hercules. Ah. Sexy. And she, I mean, she doesn't... The old, oh, sound... I made the kid out of clay trick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's kind of, like, the explanation or, like, why she also has this rebellious spirit. And it gets into, like, okay, now she's the middle ground between the Amazons and men. You know, because she is like half Hercules, half Hippolyta, which again is very on the nose. Doesn't that also make her part Zeus? Yeah, yes. Which actually, that's really cool. Well, wait, hold on. Uh, I don't know if you guys took high school biology, but um, I don't think we ever covered, uh, uh, you know, which chromosome the God part is attached to. Is it, does that, maybe that's attached to the Y? Maybe, maybe. You're right. Yeah, how totally do you right. how do you pass that on? 
Is that a is it a recessive trait? I mean, we have to go through all the Greek myths and like look at Zeus's genealogy. Well, I'm chain. just saying, Zeus fucked a lot, and not all of his kids were gods. Some of them. Wait were... a minute. Wait a minute. Name some that weren't. Uh, well, Hercules. He's not a god. He's a demigod. There are no, but they're demigods. When he had sex with a human. It's a demigod. Yeah, but that was... He's that still was, part god. Hercules was a demigod. Unless he was an yes. animal at the time. But if Hercules... Yeah, because he's... I, like, I don't... No, I think even if he was an animal, it's No, because cool. remember, he, still demigod he turned status. into a bull and had sex with that chick, and then he made the Minotaur. Yeah. Minotaur's not a god. The Minotaur's just a messed up, weird thing. Yeah. Um, then, I didn't know the Minotaur was from Zeus. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, and, man. you know, like, uh, when he actually wanted to have a god kid... He didn't fuck for that one. He just pulled it out of his face. Straight up. Yeah. Athena. Yeah, just pulled her right out of his face. I so, don't need a woman for this. Yeah. <laughs> He's a strong, independent man. He don't need no woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that clearly he, he was like, I'm going to make another god, and I'm not, but I don't need to fuck for that. None of his yeah, fucking ever I'm, made a god. They made a demigod. I'm not going to defend best. Zeus's character. <laughs> this is a character trial for Zeus. Kronos was right. <laughs> Kronos did uh, nothing wrong. Oh, boy. <laughs> Come at me, yeah. Kronos haters. I don't give a fuck. Okay, so, so what would you rate Earth 1 Wonder Woman? Well, I, I rated it on the dock. I think it's a 9.5 out of 10. I think it could have been a little bit better. Uh, I was getting a little... It felt a little slow in the beginning. And it was. it is very on the nose. Mm-hmm. But that said, like, this would be... If, this, if they made this the Wonder Woman movie... I think that would be pretty good. Wait, wait, wait. This is a 9.5 out of 10? Yeah. <laughs> so it you was near perfect? You guys love it when I things like that. It blew yes. your mind? It's, I think it was... Well, look, okay. That rating is more Watch as he down like, as he downgrades it. <laughs> what would you give Swamp That's not thing? a rating... Okay. Uh, what do I give Swamp... Like the whole saga of the Swamp thing? Sure. The whole thing. Uh, I haven't read the whole thing, but what I've read, I'd give like... Yeah, like a nine out of ten. So the the entirety of your reading Swamp Thing is less good than this one issue well, of Super Wonder Super no, Wonder no, Woman. No. So, so that's what I was gonna say. Is that rating is I was not doing like an all time rating. I was doing like for an Earth One Wonder Woman book, like what <laughs> I'm e- expecting or what I'm looking for. This did really well. So this is more like uh, a nine point five out of ten, uh, based on all first issues of Wonder Man. Woman runs Wonder read. Man. Wonder Man. Wonder Man. <laughs> Wonder Man? I'm sure there's a Wonder Man. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, no, I mean, it's just... Uh, yeah, it, I guess it's based on what I want from a Wonder Woman book. Okay, all so, right. So, it, it's 9.5 out of 10 Wonder Woman books. <laughs> okay, all right. All, right. Be all, be from, all I want rating? from a Wonder Fair Woman enough. book is, like, sexy, strong, tall women. There's lots of those in this one. All right. And they're beautifully drawn. It's a great book to look at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I also I really liked uh, Brian Azzarello's whole run on Wonder Woman, and it has a lot of like similar themes, which I think is pretty cool. Okay, I mean, like all the Greek myth stuff. Yeah. Okay. Do you think Do you think this book was written to start setting up for the the Wonder Woman movie? Oh, absolutely not. I don't think so. Uh, I think maybe. Well, when is that coming out? Uh, they actually just bumped it 18? up. Uh, they switched the release Next dates year, right? with that and Jungle Book. Jungle Was Book's it, isn't already Jungle out. Book about to come out. Jungle Book came out, dude. No, it didn't. Yeah, people have watched it already. I read reviews and stuff. <sighs> you anyway. wrong, son. Okay, whatever. 
I just no, know I heard that, that they... too. I, but that doesn't. I also thought Jungle Book had already come out or was okay. about to come out. Let's it, move on. Way, I think I, I I don't know. They could have released it. Like <laughs> they could have postponed the release till like after the because it coming it came out this week. They could have postponed it until um right after she showed up in Batman v Superman. Yeah. Because he was talking about this book years ago. Like this mm-hmm. is this has been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. It just seems to me like, right? They, they've got to start maneuvering for this this like in universe thing they're trying to do, right? Like they have to start positioning the comic books to start at least some of these runs have to be positioned. To, well, like, that's assuming align that with the, the movies, right? Yeah, they, they, like they're tr- they have a cohesive plan put together for all this. <laughs> Is that it's too much so, to assume? Yeah, I think it's so. So at this disappointing. Point. It's so disappointing to see like. I'm so much more of a DC guy just in terms of the characters I like, and it's so disappointing to see them just, like, fumble the ball, <laughs> like, trying to copy Marvel, and they're not even doing it well. Like, they're, like, trying to copy Marvel but do their own thing, and it's just crashing. I mean, after Batman versus Superman, the closest we have to, like, a comic ramp-up for that is the Injustice series. Um, have you played Injustice, Rory? Have we talked about this? Tiny bit on my phone long ago. On your phone? I don't think yeah. that he's talking about the same Injustice as us. Injustice Gods Among Us? Yep. That fighting game? They had a phone version. They put out a it phone was not, version for It that? was not that interesting. You should play the actual play. like video game version. I don't know yeah. how they would even translate that to phone. That's crazy. What is yeah. it? Still a fighting game? Yep. It's just like you have two tap options. Oh. It sucks. You have two moves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Or like maybe maybe three. And it wasn't very good. Yeah, when you press them together, right? Is that game fun? Uh, it's okay as far as fighting games you go. Ever, you ever played Mortal Kombat? Yeah, I'm not that great at those games. I'm not that great at those games. Well, I'm... so the cool thing about Injustice was that they made their own DC universe for it to like justify why all the superheroes are fighting yeah. each other. And I guess they yeah, put out they put yeah they put out the comic series to go along with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the comic series has gotten big. They well, had like yeah, I thought I thought what I'd have been hearing. I haven't read any of them, but what I've been hearing is that the Injustice stuff is actually pretty awesome. Yeah, it's all about uh, mm-hmm. Lois Lane dies and Superman takes over the world. Yeah, doesn't he like fry the Joker's face off? I feel like I now he that punches him. him through the chest. Okay, well that's the oh. thing uh, in 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 the game. It's based on Mortal Kombat. It's the same studio, so uh, it's NetherRealm, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool that they got all these characters together. But, but they have they, fatalities. Yeah, they straight up have like fatalities in the DC game. But the thing is, it's still DC properties, and DC is not like they they're pulling back on the reins a little bit. So most of them, I think almost all of them, you actually don't even do anything particularly lethal. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. It's, on what you consider lethal or not. It's very toned down. Like, the Joker's is, like, you stun them, and then you do your fatality combo, and he, like, pulls out his fake gun, and he shoots it, and it's like, bang! And then he goes, like, hee 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 and then he pulls out a real gun and shoots you in the head. Like, pretty pretty tame compared to... I kid you not, Batman's, like, special fatality move is he, like, grabs you with a batarang on a... I don't know what you call them, like a grappling hook batarang. Sure. And he like jumps up, and then you're transported to the Batcave, and he runs you over with the Batmobile. What? Yeah, yeah. there's some really good ones. Like Superman, just, he just flies you into space. Yeah, does he throw you into the sun? I, no, he no. he dive bombs you back down. Yeah, he throws you into missed the earth. opportunity. He should you should always have Superman throwing something into the sun. That's what the, the missing from these last 
yeah. is he does some crazy speed force shit oh, and he like God, runs really? around the world speed force and comes back and punches them in the back yeah. like he runs around the world and comes up behind them yeah if That's we could, cool. if we could never say Speed Force ever again, the I would, Speed Force Barry, I'd be really happy about that. <laughs> it was me all along. Do you guys follow Barry? Up? You need to get on the cosmic treadmill to access the Speed Force. First of all, cosmic treadmill is not made up. God damn it! I hate that shit so much. Oh well, I'll be lost in hyper time. <laughs> you guys follow uh, Gail Simone on Twitter, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you see that thing? She was like goofing on some arrow ship and oh like, yes the arrow fans like flamed her for an entire day yeah i only saw a little bit of that i didn't really know what was going on yeah that's funny she she, she has a running joke that she she's ne- never watched an episode of the arrow but she's an expert on it and so she came out and she had the most innocuous tweet ever she was like hey you know those two characters in Arrow, yeah. I hate, I'd never want them to be together. I'm assuming without meaning any characters in particular, she's just trolling, but Arrow fans came out and immediately it was like, shut up, bitch, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, man. Yeah. How, first of all, I, I, can, I can almost understand how you would take the comics that seriously. How the fuck do you take the arrow tv show that seriously people love their beautiful cw model level looking relationships it's it's baffling to me to be honest i I mean jesus christ i don't i barely know anything about the comic character of green arrow like he's basically a non-entity to me (laughs) the only comic i've liked of green arrow is the one where he doesn't actually put on the suit or do any superhero stuff it's just like him like moving in with his dad who's dying the like the most context i have with green arrow is in kingdom come which is like an alternate future where he's like a superhero hunting renegade he's a robin hood yeah so good why didn't they just call him robin hood like i think that was trademarked there's no trademark on robin hood robin hood is in the very firmly in the public domain now i'm pretty sure kevin costner owns that (laughs) i don't don't think they could hold their own trademark on a robin hood character no right? no they well they couldn't copyright robin hood if it's in public domain right so no but they could still own. make a comic about it and, and sell stuff with his name on it i will yeah they could but they, i think they also wanted their own property i'll also say green green arrow green lantern which is kind of dated now is actually pretty good it's in the it came out in the 70s and they actually, it's Green Lantern and Green Arrow, like, road tripping across the U.S. <laughs> Was that the series where they explore uh, Green Arrow's sidekick? Uh, what was his name? Speedy? Speedy. Speedy Roy becoming Harper. a heroin addict? Oh, my <laughs> Not God. Not in that series. That's another Green Arrow thing. <laughs> my ward is a junkie. That is the yeah. best comic cover ever. Yep. <laughs> Swinging just dead cats like around. little boy Speedy shooting up drugs into his arm. Why the fuck was everyone okay with people taking wards in the seventies and like the sixties and seventies? What was up with? Yeah, that? it was just it was just a more sexual free time back then. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Can hey, you imagine? None of these wards were children. They were all over eighteen. These are, hey, these hey. are all fictional characters. This is, these are just drawings. Can you imagine the shitstorm today if somebody came out and was like, I've taken a ward? You'd be like, what? 
You would. You mean you adopted a kid? No, 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 he, no. no uh, he won't. He won't inherit anything from me. He's not related to me in any way, legally or otherwise. I'm. I'm just going to keep. I him had around. him sign a prenup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, like back in the fifties, Batman and Robin used to sleep in the same bed together. <laughs> There's some weird. Bat- See, this is why I don't like Robin. I mean, it's not even Robin's fault. It's more Batman's fault that I don't like Robin. But I just wish they would just never talk about Robins again, ever. There's that whole, like, yeah, weird ward, like, relationship thing there. I It's pretty funny. God, I hate that. It's just so creepy and weird. It's so <laughs> Yeah, it is. That's the, that's the joke there. Yeah. Yeah. Just fuck Well, you know, shit. like, after they got done with the, like, McCarthy communist stuff, they just went over to comic books. <laughs> All the communists? No, no, the like all the, the censors. Like, um, yeah, yeah, oh. or not the censors. Well, kind of, yes, but more like the, the, people were having hearings about comics. Yes, they politicized the the cultural dangers. Yes, you know, yet another in a long series of scapegoating popular media. Yes, yeah, there yeah. was uh, that book, Seduction of the Innocent. That guy wrote all about like Batman and like what Batman and Robin is suggesting and why it's like sinful for yeah. kids to read the it the greatest joke is it. that in the end he was not wrong yeah the thing was he was right though <laughs> yeah the funniest thing to me is that a guy had to write a whole book about the suggestive meanings of like the relationships in a batman or superman it's like that shit is not subtext dude i would like to see a conversation between right- that dude and alan moore because as we all know alan moore also hates comic books yeah yeah no he's right he's right yeah okay <laughs> You read that article that Alan Moore wrote about why he hates comic books, right? No. That was like a big thing a couple of years ago. He they said like, hey, so comic books when I was a kid were like for kids. And it's really weird and creepy that adults are like reading all of these kids stories. Okay, now. well, first of all, you have to take everything he says with a grain of salt. Because a lot of the times he's... Well, he, that's because he's salty as fuck. He's He is salty. But he's also very... He's winky. He's a winky dude, you know? Like when cheeky he comes even? Out, he's very cheeky. He's cheeky in that special British way. Uh, can we hear your Alan Moore impression <laughs> hey I wrote all the rape scenes in the swamp thing yeah. hey I'm alright bye Alan Moore oh, okay, bye Alan good having you on thank you <laughs> I, I'm just saying oh, glad he's I've, gone I've read so many interviews with him and half the time he says something very inflammatory and he's but he's winking about it and it, it's Is very he, hard to convey that obviously in a written interview you know and and people immediately come out and they're like oh alan moore oh and it's like look i i'm i am not i'm fine with criticizing alan moore but do it for the right reasons the fact that he's like salty about comic books is not the right reason to be like calling alan moore out in fact alan moore when he's not talking about the politics of like the sexuality in his books and stuff is way right more right than he is wrong like (laughs) the dude is on his shit Well, I also, so uh, Morrison also is, has said a similar thing in terms of like when he read comic books as a kid, what he liked was it was like kind of straightforward and yeah. these heroes would get together and they would solve a problem and an issue and like everything would be good. Well, uh, he wrote All-Star Superman, right? Yeah. That was kind of his love letter to that era of comics. Exactly. But and also, he, 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 go ahead. He's, he, he straps on the the duct tape beard and you know he puts on all the rings and stuff he's he is the mini alan moore right 
he does. I mean, he, he, he is, right? Well, you know, Come they on. live together, the, and he, he sneaks into Alan Moore's room and, like, puts on his clothes. And, like, smells his musk. I wonder if he really hates that. He probably doesn't care anymore. But he, like, Alan Moore broke, and that's kind of when people started looking for more British comic book writers. Uh-huh. And he started, like, I, I think, like, part of his initial success besides just being a good writer was like they were looking for more alan moores yeah oh yeah definitely i'm yeah. always looking for yeah. more alan moores myself yeah. personally i'm looking for what some you- alan less <laughs> <laughs> okay i guess we'll just continue <laughs> on after that um all right <laughs> what's next oh wow you, should i give an all-time rating for this one woman comic it wouldn't be nearly as high can you give me a rating um on a thousand scale where is it on the thousand scale I would give it a seventy-eight. Wait, out, I'm sorry. out of a thousand? <laughs> out of a thousand? No, out of a hundred. So out of zero, seventy-eight. Okay, so I have another place to go. Uh, I would give it seven hundred and eighty-six. Wow! All that's, right, that's a lot lower than your first one, but okay, that's cool. Yep. Um, let's let's move on. Let's let's get some quick takes on. <laughs> <laughs> let's get let's get some quick takes on uh, 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 some other stuff that's going on. You know, like um, they dropped that Rogue One trailer yep. the other day, yeah. and another the, Death Star movie. We all watched it, well, and I literally okay. Is it? I noticed the Death Star too. You spelled Rogue wrong. I did. I played a lot of Rouge. World of Warcraft, and this is Sorry. one of the. This is literally a trigger for me. Is seeing people spell rogue wrong. I played a rogue in World of Warcraft, and you would not believe how many people I would come across in an eight-hour session who did not know how to spell rogue. (laughs) It drove me insane. Insane. I'm still insane to this day. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm just going to change it back real quick. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Doing some live edits. You need a minute? Yeah, let me calm down. (laughs) You go on, Rory. Rouge Uh, 1 would be a better movie, though. I'm just Rouge. saying. Moulin Rouge 1. Yeah. You and McGregor could reprise two roles at once. That would be amazing. <laughs> best Star Wars movie and best musical of all time. Yes, I want that. Rouge 1. Uh, Rouge yeah, one. can we get Bass Lerman's uh, version of Star Wars? Oh, God, I would kill for that. Yes. I would kill JJ oh. for that. <laughs> <laughs> can we at least get a musical based on the Star Wars mixtape? That would be super cool, but I feel like it would end up being a like a step-up movie. You know what I mean? First I'd of all, okay Force Breakdancing. I would force watch break two hours of that. Force Breakdancing would be so dope. Holy well, you shit. Could get, you could get Jedi Force Breakdancing, weird alien breakdancing yeah. with like differently shaped bodies. Yeah, with different Droid limbs. Breakdancing. Droid break no droids would be beatboxing and Obi Wan comes out and like like what's going on the lights cut spotlight <laughs> on him like you can just see barely under his Jedi robes he's wearing some sick ass high tops <laughs> and he just busts out dude no he's got he, he rips off cool the robe on the dance floor <laughs> and he's just like hype beast from like <laughs> forehead to floor like. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's got some like Yeezy boosts on. <laughs> He's got his knee guard. 
<laughs> he's wearing an Iverson jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and he just fucking slays it. I want this movie. <laughs> See, this is what makes me mad about Star Wars is that every time they have an opportunity to make another Star Wars movie, they don't make a good one. Unlike this hip-hop breakdancing Star Wars we're pitching right now. Yeah. God, I have so many Star Wars pitches, though, for real. Like, so many. Okay, let's, so uh, plot let's of go Rogue over the trailer one. and then get into those. <laughs> plot well, of- so, Rogue One, that Death Star, isn't this supposed to be... This isn't after Force Awakens. So, yes, is- they, they've somehow they've justified the uh, Death Star in this movie even more than they did in The Force Awakens, uh, which means not super fucking this is not after force awakens this is this is between episode three and episode four yes this is a prequel to a new hope to four okay which is why darth vader is gonna be in it so Um, i'm okay oh yeah um yeah hey james earl jones is still alive guys will they get him to do the voice uh i think they kind of have to uh if they don't i'm walking out like straight up I'm not going to sit there and listen to someone else pretend to be Darth Vader. Fuck that. You're Disney. You can pay him $8 million. Like, get the dude. I mean, it was already a colossal fuck up on Georgie Lucas's part for not getting him to say no. Yeah, that was a mistake. Uh, so there's one thing before we move in. Because this is a, a, a prequel, which is insane to me that we are now sitting here talking about a Star Wars prequel again. This a is a post movie. This is a post prequel. This is a post quill. A post prequel. Okay, but the, the the one thing that is kind of exciting is that they have an opportunity to bring in some interesting stuff um, from yeah. the kind of outside of main canon Star Wars stuff. And this is one thing that actually had me excited about the trailer because it's because it's this prequel and they're talking about this story about. Uh, so the the idea is this is how they got the original Death Star plans. Was this like particular high intensity mission and in the extended universe this mission was actually performed by kyle katarn in one of the best star wars video games ever made uh rogue squadron no that's that's also really good though which which star wars game no i'm talking about the kyle katarn games like uh uh like uh, the Jedi Academy, oh, not yes, Jedi yeah. Academy, but the ones that came before. Okay, um, they were these first-person shooters. And the cool thing about Katarn is like he's a fallen Jedi, right? So he's basically he's like if Han Solo was more angsty and also a Jedi, which is cool. Works in a video game because you use a Isn't blaster. Isn't that what they're trying to lightsaber. go for with Kylo Ren? Uh, no, no, because he's a bad guy. Kyle Katarn is very much a good guy, and, and they've they've flashed people in those trailers who very much have a sort of like I am a fallen Jedi angsty look on their face, and maybe Kyle Katarn. And if Kyle, if they're straight up be like, hey, yeah, we're we're throwing Kyle Katarn in this in this movie, that is cool to me because that actually is something I'm nostalgic about. His name is sounding more and more ridiculous. The Kyle more you Katarn, say it. Kyle Katarn, Kyle Katarn, Kyle Katarn. He's cool, man. He's a cool Star Wars character, okay. I, and he's never he's never gotten his due really, except for out, you know outside those video games. I mean, I, really, the only mistake movie. here is that they didn't make this movie a Knights of the Old Republic movie because that's already the only good Star Wars a story. prequel to the prequels. Yes, no, a prequel to the entire universe. Yeah, I can see why they didn't choose to go that direction. <sighs> Fine. Wouldn't a prequel to the entire universe just be a blank screen? 
Yeah, with also no the crew. best Star Wars story. <laughs> You're sitting there waiting for the text scroll, and then two hours pass, and <laughs> that really be setting up the world for you. Yeah. Okay, but that that would also play on the absolute <clears throat> worst element of Knights of the Old Republic in that it's set thousands of years before the movie, and nothing has changed. That's true. In thousands of years, are you fucking kidding me? Well, it was a long, long time ago. Fuck that, man. Fuck that. I, you know, I, it, it, the Star Wars universe is feeling a little static at this point. With all the, we, you've gotten so many iterations of it, and so many of them are similar. Well, okay, so it's feeling that, entropic. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, that's the thing. So that I was reading some some people commenting on this trailer, and and they brought up some valid points that. I, I actually thought when I was watching is stuff like, uh, you know, they're talking about the 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 main girl. Uh, uh, What's her name? God, I don't remember her name. Ray. No, in the in Rogue, in One. Rogue One. They're talking about this girl, and and there was a lot of speculation, like, oh, what if she's also a Skywalker? Like, Ugh. and and people people in the comments could not bear that, and I also I completely agree. If there there's the one fastest way to shrink the Star Wars universe down to a single familial conflict and that's how to do it is just make every oh and here's another skywalker and here's another skywalker and here's another secret skywalker and they're all going to fucking fight each other because they all have daddy issues like that is not a Star Wars universe i think even the super like die hard Star Wars fans have any interest in seeing cuz that sucks okay what about a Star Wars story where the main conflict is about how Luke is like a really shitty deadbeat dad. And he just keeps having kids. Yeah. He's just like this deadbeat. I'm interested in that. He's paying alimony like across the galaxy. <laughs> well, no, that's why he had to go hide out on yeah, that island. Yeah, that's why he left. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ray, I'll be right back. I gotta go pick up some space cigs. And then he's just Death like... sticks. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that. Those are my that is my excitement, uh, and that is my concern when watching this trailer. Um, what do you guys think of this? Uh, I'll go see it. I'll go see it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we I know. am kind of sick of the Death Star. Forrest Whitaker is in it. Okay, here's one thing good about the Death Star thing is that you know they're not going to try to blow it up though. Mm-hmm. So no blowing up the Death Star in this movie. They're trying to find out how to blow it up. Yeah, they're just going to try to find out how to blow it. Okay, so yeah, this is a pre. This is a prequel to A New Hope. We established yes. that. Yes. Does that mean Boba Fett's going to be in it? Could. He could be. I feel That'd like be they've cool. already announced they're making a Boba Fett movie. This would be the time to introduce, yeah. like, hey, we got okay. Boba Fett. Hey, Boba Fett's yeah, in it. Yeah, why not use him when you can? You know, there's only, in the timeline they've established, there's only a small window to use him, right? Yeah. We know when he was born. We know when he dies. Well, no, 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 because they've, they've totally retconned his death. Like, he doesn't die in the Sarlacc pit. Oh. No, they got rid of that retcon. No, I'm pretty sure they they canonized they that the part. Or like it. No, no, everybody chill. He survived that. Don't even worry. He's like a badass bounty hunter. He, he totally would have survived that. I hope that their Boba Fett movie isn't like an origin story again. I hope that it starts with him escaping the Sarlacc. <laughs> that would okay. If I'm gonna write a Boba a Boba Fett bounty hunter movie standalone. That is how I started. Yeah. Is yeah. He crawls, and he's like almost dead, though. He's like super close to death. Like, he barely makes it out. All of his armor has been melted off except for his helmet. He never takes the helmet off. Yeah, and then he becomes the Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> he, has a, he has a total morality switch, and he's like, okay, now I just need to hunt bad guys. Uh, 
<laughs> and he spray paints a fucking skull on his armor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be... That's going to be out. see Mon Mothma, right? Oh. She was in that trailer. Yes. Yeah, Mon Mothma's in the trailer. Um, they did a, a pretty good job of really keeping the look mm-hmm. from the original movies. Apparently, that's the same actress from the uh, the prequels, which is kind of a cool nod, even though everybody hates the prequels. Um, yeah, Forrest Whitaker came, showed up at some point, and that was... We know who he is. That was weird. He looked weird. He always looks weird. He, you know what it is? Is yeah. he's got that eye thing? No, it's not the eye thing. The eye thing's fine. He looks cool with the eye thing, but it's he looks like his character from Battlefield Earth, which <laughs> very much upsets me. And that is a bad the sign. John Travolta movie. You could call it that. I would call it the Scientology movie, but you know, however you want to label it, um, that was not. That does not bode well for me. <laughs> Just it's a weird feeling. It's like a bad omen. You know. Sure. <laughs> it's okay i like him i'll go see it i'm a little more interested because he's in it yeah what if he dies he's, he does a monologue and then he dies yeah what if he does a yeah. godzilla 2014 michael cranston move on us you mean brian cranston <laughs> brian cranston yeah yeah and he so now we're gonna drink every time we get a name wrong too <laughs> yeah we, we should do that yeah because we do that all the time <laughs> and then it's just gonna get worse and worse yeah yeah uh brian cranston lasted a good 30 minutes though like he was in a good chunk of that movie yep he was in the first half hour <laughs> in the first half hour and he put some solid work into that first half hour and then and then no one really picks up the slack after they murder him <laughs> no one steps yeah. up to that plate god that movie was offensive <laughs> the rest of that movie is the film equivalent of wonder bread there's just nothing there no Ugh. no no. that's not true that i'm i bet i've said this on the podcast before but that 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 halo jump Okay, is, yes, the Halo jump is, and holy the shit. last monster fight scene where Godzilla opens up the monster's mouth and, like, <laughs> laser breaths into his... Oh, fuck, I have to amend my list. Yeah, see? Fuck. See? Okay. <laughs> anyway, that Halo jump is fucking phenomenal. Oh, man. But, of course, they played it in the trailer a million times, so they kind of lost its punch already. Mm-hmm. Almost. No, it still looked good. Anyway... um, yeah, they could definitely pull one of those in this movie where, like, they put these great people in it for, like, 20 seconds and then they're gone because they die. Because Darth Vader's going to kill a bunch of these characters, right? Yeah. He's not going to talk at all. <laughs> Just straight up murderize. Or maybe they'll do what they did with, uh, South Park did with Chef after. Uh, what, Chris get Isaac, Isaac Hayes to play him? <laughs> Isaac Hayes. Again, again. <laughs> Drink. Uh, yeah. Hey, you guys want to hear my Isaac Hayes impression? Yes. Yes. I'm a Scientologist. (laughs) (laughs) Spot on. Yeah, right? Can we have Isaac Hayes talking to Grant Morrison and (laughs) Paul McCartney? Oh, that's too hard. It's too hard. Too many voices to juggle. I'm sorry, everybody. Oh, sorry. I'll, yes, I'll, pra- I'll practice and we'll come back. I'll practice mode. and come back. I'm fully expecting to be disappointed by For- Forrest Whitaker's role in this movie. Why? It's just, I like him and he's a good actor, so they're probably not going to use him very well. No, no, probably not. Probably yeah. not. It's yeah. um, it's one of the curses of these giant movies is they get these big names to like appear legitimate, right? But then yeah. they don't use them in any way. Sort of, it's you know what? In some ways, that's the most Star Wars thing of all is getting incredible, 
incredible yeah. actors and then wasting their talents. It's sort of it's sort of a tradition they have to uphold through all these movies, right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of the one consistent element of every Star Wars movie. Maybe it's the curse of Alec Guinness. He died and he was like, fuck Star Wars, Star <laughs> yeah, Wars, Star Wars. Force Ghost haunts the Star, Star Wars, Wars sets. Yeah. That's his actual Force Ghost yeah. in the uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> he showed up. The digital remaster. Yeah. I like yeah. the idea that, uh, like, his ghost would just show, like, the the prequels would have been good, but Alec Guinness showed up in ghost form and, like, fucked with the script and stuff. No, no, George <laughs> Lucas developed ghost, like, buster technology so he could capture Alec Guinness's Get away from me, Alec Guinness! And put him in the movie. Stop, I'm trying to write a script! Get away from me! <laughs> uh, Stop pulling on my beard! Hey, why are you doing your Rory impression? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I've only got two, come on. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about anything else from this list? Yeah. Well, let's, you guys, go ahead. Let's let's run down. I I think the Star Wars that's kind of covers the stars. I mean, we're gonna get yeah. a bunch more trailers, just like the last yeah. Star Wars movie. Well, we're so. talking about movies. You guys want to just quickly look at that list? There's a couple of horror writers and directors on these. They're these all superhero movies, movies you put on here. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to talk a lot about them. I'm just curious what you're. I I you. I mean, you listened to the last episode, Roy's. I, I tried yeah. so hard to not talk about comic book movies for yep. one episode. Now we have to swing back in the other direction. Yeah, and we yep. ended up talking about comic book movies like three or four times. It, yeah. So, you know what? Fuck it. I'm more interested in what you guys think if you have any opinions on these writers and directors and what that might mean for the movie rather than like any of the comic book sure. aspects as much. Sure, okay. So like you guys know these horror guys probably better than I do. Have you heard of these people on Doctor Strange? Yeah, well I want to preface this first of all by yeah. saying um, this is another pattern uh, that we might have mentioned, but this is something that kind of infuriates me, is the, the idea that the, these giant blockbuster studios are, are hoovering up these little guys who have made you know a couple sort of low-budget horror movies. And horror has always been a genre of film that's not taken as seriously uh, by well, the, no, the movie community. Because traditionally, horror movies are cheap to make. You can crank out like a bunch of them. Yes, they be- become testing because a lot of these guys they start in horror, but yes, because they're cheap to make, and it's sort of the testing ground for new directors. You know, they're like, "Hey, put to- throw together a horror movie, and if it looks okay, maybe we'll throw you on a bigger project." And, and I've always, I I've mean, always Coppola had a- got famous from Rosemary's Baby. Well, yeah, but that's also an incredible work of art. I mean, like, that movie is incredible. But but that's the thing is, like, a lot of these guys, unlike Coppola, uh, these are the only movies they've ever made. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. This is like, this is like okay, this is like um, you've put out three tracks on SoundCloud and they hire you to do the score of the next Disney movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> that that This is sort of the equivalent. I mean... That's a little harsh, but I mean, it's sort of the equivalent. I really feel like this is a, in the long run, this is a disservice to a lot of these guys. So, I mean, mm. I've mentioned this before, but Josh Trank, like he's the poster child for this happening. He made uh, Chronicle and then he immediately got picked up to make the Fantastic Four reboot and Mm -hmm. it tanked. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not the only one. This is this is a pattern we've seen over and over again. We were just talking about Godzilla. It happened to that dude. He you made monsters, and then he made Godzilla. And it's sort of it's like the the guy who made the recent uh, Evil Dead remake. Uh-huh. He was this little dude, like no one had ever heard of him. He made this really cool. Uh, uh, I believe it was 
Brazilian horror movie. I believe it was Brazilian. Somebody email me in and correct me. Uh, and he, Anybody email us. And Sam Raimi saw it and was like, wow, that's incredible. That's really cool. We should get this dude to make Evil Dead. But instead of doing something really interesting with that, it became super bland and totally derailed his career. Well, it's happening next to Taika Waititi. Taika, yeah, Taika's making the, the next Thor movie. And, like, I... Unless oh, yeah, he's coming right off a string of New Zealand indie films. Yeah, but the thing is, I think actually Taika, Taika is uh, in a much safer position because he's already got a very strong fan base. He's got that Flight of the Conquered security. Yeah, and, and he's fairly well known. He has a he has in comedy. There's sort of a more of a community. I feel you know, and and they let you build your rep up a little bit more before you have to tackle these dry products. So I think if if this Thor movie sucks, which I think we all kind of suspect yeah. it. It's I didn't going even to. see the last Thor movie. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's bad. Fuck that shit. Then I think Taika's going to be fine. But a lot of these guys make these giant projects because they get pulled up from the minor leagues, and they fucking bomb it. And then you think they just don't know what they're doing. No, I, enough experience. I think. I think no. That's and that's the great irony is I don't think it's actually their lack of. Uh, talent, which is derailing these projects, I think it's that they they've only made one or two movies. They don't really have the clout or the uh, you know the gravitas to stand up to studio intervention. So the studio just fucking tanks over these guys. You know what I mean? And and, and the movie becomes bland garbage because they're not. They hire these guys because they're really interesting and adventurous and new voices, but then they silence them. They extinguish that flame almost immediately. So I'm I'm saddened in some ways to see this list, but uh, we can run it. We can run it down because there's other ones like the the Aquaman is James Wan, and I have no yeah. I have no problems with James Wan stepping up to the plate. Uh, <laughs> he's done well, enough. Yeah, let, let's start there. Uh, what about the writer on it? Do you know any of his stuff? David Johnson. Walker David Johnson. Um, well, Conjuring <laughs> Two isn't out yet, so we can't really talk about that. Okay. Um, I haven't seen Unforgettable. See Wrath, of the Wrath of the Titans was the second of Cla- those that was Clash the sequel of the to Clash of the Titans. Yeah, which I did not hear good things. And uh, Walking Dead, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been good since Darabont left, but but what what do you th- what do you what do you think or what might you like hope or expect when you hear James Wan Aquaman movie? Uh, I want Aquaman to fight a giant squid, but who's actually like a ghost. You know, you know the movie, the abyss. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Okay. Well, I you hope see the abyss. It's pretty good, but also fuck James Cameron. I watched it in a Marine biology class. So did I. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were in that class together. Oh, oh! Uh, so what, if I it saw, was me, Barry, all along, <laughs> if I, if I had to put, uh, uh, hopes into an Aquaman movie, I would hope they remake the abyss, but with Aquaman instead of aliens. So you get to the end and these guys are trying to discover like this crazy, like we've been detecting life forms at the bottom of the ocean. It's blowing our minds and they spend the whole movie trying to make contact. And then right at the end, it's, it's fucking Cal Drogo s- swims up to their submarine and like flips them off. <laughs> and like that, that's the clip that we see in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what made me think of it was that clip. It was like, wow, that's actually, that'd be great if that was the movie. That would be, I would. So you want an Aquaman movie without any Aquaman? 
Well, until the very end. <laughs> but you could hint at him, like they're having lunch and like, you know, in their substation and like a, a, a an orange tank top floats by the window or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you think he wears, orange tank tops? Yeah, when he's being casual. <laughs> He's just rocking those Aquaman, bro tanks. Aquaman casual uniform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Casual I would Aquaman. love to see casual designs of all the superhero. Uh, that's well-worn territory on the internet. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I sh- yeah, I probably. Yeah, they've done a lot of that stuff. I, I, Fan artists love making versions of their superheroes with casual clothes on. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Um, no, but like they also like making like high school versions. versions of all the superheroes. That's a pretty well, popular Rory one. Rory has already admitted to being a Teen Titans fan. So who? Rory. Oh. Young, young Justice. <laughs> okay, sorry, Young Justice. It's different. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Kinda. Kinda. Um, so yeah, for Aquaman, my only hope was that James Wan, who has this natural inclination to veer off into the batshit insane horror genre, um, I think that could improve that movie. I mean, Though, I wouldn't say that his horror films are too out there. Well, not until the third act. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, would, the third act like always to... involves a ghost dimension. God, that would be great. Uh, an aqua dimension. <laughs> like some kind of aquatic dimension. <laughs> it's some kind of aquatic man. <laughs> I would love some kind of... <laughs> some, kind of <laughs> some kind of plot involving, like, I don't know, some fucked up, like, Atlantean cult that's trying to, like, call some weird, like, squid underwater demigod... Like, kind of almost like Hellboy, like that first Hellboy movie. So they're trying to summon Cthulhu and Aquaman has to stop them? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Shadow, the shadow over Innsmouth, but it's Aquaman, sorry. That would be pretty badass. Did you see the sci-fi original movie they made of a shadow over Innsmouth? I've never heard of that before. It's a it's a pretty famous H.P. Lovecraft story about a dude who goes oh. to a New England town and it's overrun by fish people. Yeah, that's the fish people oh. one. That's where all the fish people come from. That is kind of what happens in the first uh, New 52 Aquaman arc. Well, there you go. That's yeah. that's where bunch it came of, from. Bunch of fish people. That's where it came from. Yeah. It's kind of... Cre- that story is really great. It's really it's creepy, a, though. It's like they the throw babies into the ocean and they, sometimes oh. they come back. But, like different but different it's cool it's a uh, cool story it's 20 second tangent but like there would be no resident evil 4 without that story there would be so i mean without if you didn't steal from hp lovecraft you've basically <laughs> wiped out like 50 percent of all works done in the last hundred years i feel like uh, how's the how's the movie of that um story i haven't seen that one but probably terrible yeah it was pretty bad they change a few okay. things it's about uh it, first of all, they make it take place in like the 90s instead of the 1910s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and also it takes place in Spain instead of Also, isn't it New shot England. in like a noir? It's like almost noir style. No, no. Far no? from it. It's They don't have voiceover? No. Oh, really? I'm thinking of a different one then. <clears throat> no, it's about a dude who goes on vacation to Spain and there's a bunch of freaky fish people like in this town he's staying in. Chilling, smoking. Taking acting the, all cool. Acting all cool. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, um, it's good for a lot. What, ab- <laughs> what about the the writers and directors on Doctor Strange? Those are also horror guys. It looks like. Yeah, it looks like know. sinister. Uh, Deliver us from evil. I we still haven't seen that Derrickson. movie because the one time I tried to see it, we accidentally watched a documentary about huh. the Catholic Church called Deliver us from evil. Yes, there is a Oops. there is a there is a documentary about priests molesting kids called Deliver us from evil. So, if you case, it's also good. 
It's good. To, it's horrifying. It's Again, way more horrifying than the like horror with movie. That movie, The Boy. Oh man. Yes. Yeah. You you really got it. Okay. So so with these, I'm I'm familiar with a lot of these. I'm this I, is my wheelhouse kind of sinister. I mean, the thing is, you got both writers from Sinister here, and that movie is uh, mm, not good. Not I wa- really? I did watch Deliver Us from Evil, the the actual horror movie one. Also not good. Uh, anything anything Hellraiser that is not the f- like the first couple is not mm. good. And only uh, the first seven Hellraisers are good. <laughs> I mean, I would I would recommend watching all of them. Of course, they're great. But like after the first one, they do take a left turn. Um, the Exorcism of Everly Rose is the cheapest, laziest cash in on remaking The Exorcist we've seen so far, and they do it four or five times a year. Basically, uh, all ghost stories these days are a extrapolation of the exorcist well there there are very specific exorcist stories uh some of them now it's kind of falls into two camps you either have an exorcist ripoff or a fucking uh paranormal activity ripoff like it's sort of you can't do you can't do anything else um so john spates uh is actually a very talented dude and i know a lot of people he's written the screenplay yeah a lot of people hate on prometheus but well, I, I, like I think a lot of people really place that blame on David Lindloff. Yeah, and I also don't think that's fair. You know, Ridley Scott made these decisions ultimately. He he, he was he was yeah. I mean he he was fucking there. He made those decisions when that giant wheel rolls over that chick. That was Ridley Scott going, "Yep, yeah, that makes Do sense." That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he went on to make uh, he made that Moses movie. He's he's on a roll, that dude. No, uh, Noah. He made yeah. Noah. Yeah. Okay, but but that being said, I actually do like a lot of Prometheus. And Prometheus, if we could take a look at the screenplay, I'd be super interested because I bet a lot of what went wrong with Prometheus was not stuff in the script. It was stuff when they were shooting it and it's, directing If it. Michael Fassbender's character was the only character in that movie and it was just about him exploring alien ruins... Like, I would watch two hours of that. It would be one of the huh. best movies ever. I, I, it's not even just that, because there's really, really great stuff in Prometheus. The scene where she has to give herself a C-section mm-hmm. is one of the like the most interesting, uh, not I mean, not just visually, but like thematically, that's one of the most interesting things I, I've seen in connection to that sort of sci-fi stuff. I, I really like a lot of the stuff they were playing with. It's just, when it came down to execution, you had stuff like the fucking two comic relief dudes wandering off by themselves and you have the stupid wheel rolling over the girl and you have the crazy i'm the old man and i've been hiding for the most of the movie things and it's like there's so they they made a lot of missteps but that movie had really smart ideas and yeah that's why i this that was the only reason i even have any hope in this movie at all because i think a guy like that who is interested in exploring themes themes like outside of like ooh, what should this character like wear a red cape or a blue cape like <laughs> which is about the thematic depth of most of these comic book movies so far I, I i think that can be nothing but a plus for this dr strange movie yeah i hope so i mean i hope it's at least a little more interesting than the marvel movies we've gotten so far to me in terms of this is the first time they're really going to do something more of like the magic stuff so i hope they they get a little out of the box with it. If if you know? they can make something as good as the Magician's Apprentice, <laughs> <laughs> the, that that uh, Nick Cage, movie? yeah, uh huh, oh yeah, then I'm okay. I'm fine. That 
yeah, that would that was actually not horrible. I liked it a lot. I saw it in theaters. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Remy, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, I I hope to see some cool cool stuff in that. Uh, Wonder Woman. I don't really know Patty Jen- Jenkins stuff. Um, Monster. I didn't see. I don't know what five is. So. I, I'm not familiar with five, but I know Monster, and well, she it comes was after four and before six. Oh, you son of a bitch! Uh, she was not even that particular. I uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong because I don't know everything. Wait, about Monster, it, but... the Charlize Theron movie, Monster. I believe so. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of a different Monster then. Maybe maybe she was. Are maybe you thinking of the Kanye ball? track? <laughs> could be, could be. I'm always thinking of that track. If that's the case, then then that's cool because. Okay. That would monster and a if a Wonder Woman and a monster movie were like thematically similar, that could be really cool. Uh, especially if um, uh, old big eyes, uh, old big eyes. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, what's her name? From Black Snake Moan. Oh, uh, Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci. If Christina Ricci is also in it as a Amazonian, like I am there as the shortest Amazonian, as the shortest <laughs> as a as a four foot eight Amazonian <laughs> with gigantic owl like eyes, then I'm three hundred percent sold. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean that that gives me some hope. Monster was a good movie. Yeah, from what I heard, I didn't see it. I love that they brought Ryan Coogler on for Black Panther because they're like. Oh God! Oh God! We have to make something that's racially sensitive. <laughs> oh God! Yep. And the writer has not done a lot of like. I don't think he's done any movies before. He's done a little TV, and he's written like novels and uh, like poetry or something, mm-hmm. essays. Um, my uh, the singer in my band uh, was telling me about him, and she really likes his stuff. So I'm hoping that Black Panther movie. Again, I feel like with most of these guys. There's a lot of potential for handling it well and cool ideas, but there's also a lot of potential for the studio guys to cut a lot of stuff out so, or to like manipulate shit. Yeah, I mean, I know. Unfortunately for Black Panther, you know, this is still going to be a Kevin Feig property. You know what I mean? So right. uh, this is, uh, I I'm a hundred percent sure people who are who are looking for a Black Panther that is socially conscious are going to be disappointed. They will, they, the, the bravest I could see them doing with this current Marvel license is doing some stuff metaphorically with the race issues. Um, and mm. I, like, are they going to do the Wakanda stuff or like, uh, well, yeah, probably I assume so. Maybe doom will be in it. <laughs> well, well, that's sort of the thing. Well, doom is owned. Yeah, by I know. I know. Fantastic we won't, Four. we can't hope for a doom to be hey, in there. No, that's not true. I mean, they got they they underwrapped Spider-Man for the next yeah. Civil yeah, but, War thing. Uh, is Fantastic Four a Sony property or a Fox property? I th- I want to say Fox. It was Fox. I, but I, if they, I, I mean, it's smart to combine some of that stuff, especially Fantastic Four has not been doing well. No. You know? <laughs> no. So, like, putting Doom in another movie and doing the same thing they're doing with Spider-Man would make sense, and I fucking love Doom. I would love to see Doom in a movie. Well, I guess I could go watch any of those Fantastic Four movies. But I don't really want to. Yeah, so you don't really want to see him that bad. Well, is is that version of Doom good? I think I caught like ten minutes of the first I, of the first Fantastic Four with Chris Evans as the Human Torch. Yeah. No, like no, none of those Dooms Doom. were good. I watched. Yeah, that what about first the most one? recent one? Absolutely not. Not no. you've seen Akira, like right? Or 
Yeah. Doom in the new Fantastic Four, the Josh Trank Fantastic Four, is basically yeah. like Tetsuo. That's his whole character arc. You know, like I he has like mind exploding too. powers. Oh, lame. Don't give Doom powers. God damn it. If you make a giant Disney funded uh, movie with Doom in it, do you do you get an MF Doom track? No. For him? Do you get the MF Doom track? Or, that would or, be so badass. Or he like, comes on uh, the stage, it's just like a shot no, of you need feet the... walking by, MF Doom starts playing, it Yeah, or, up. you know, he's doing that, he's doing that project with uh, Ghostface now. And he just yeah. starts, like... So we need an Iron Man Doom movie. Tony Stark and MF Doom. Yeah. We need to go, we need a yeah. breakdancing yeah, Doom movie. The, well, yeah, so the, yes. if Doom Starks didn't do the theme song to the the, Cap, the Iron Man movie with Doom in it, that would be, I mean, that would be foolish, right? Yeah. Well, what you need for the Doom movie is that song from Mouse in the Mask that CeeLo's on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His name's Doom. Like the, <laughs> oh, it's Benzie an intro Box. song. It's perfect. The song yeah, is called yes. Benzie Box. Mm-hmm. And that yes. song is also not particularly like lyrically heavy, so it would still play to like their massive nerdy white yeah, audience. That song is like two minutes and five seconds long. Yeah, and it's mostly it's singing. It's great. Yeah. He has what, like two verses on that song? Yeah, That's two it. verses. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> eight, eight now bars. we can have a whole like Disney property universe breakdancing movie. Star Wars versus Marvel. That would be the way to do versus... it. You know, so DC is doing their kind of like jokey DC stuff with the Lego property, right? Yeah. So I think Marvel yeah. needs to Marvel needs to step up their game and do also <laughs> Come on. You you throw me off. <laughs> uh Marvel also needs to come up with like a series of these movies where they don't have to take themselves that seriously. Yeah. Well, you know, so gonna use this to segue uh the writer and director on the flash is the guy who's doing lego batman and who did dark shadows dark abraham lincoln vampire hunter that does not bode well bode yeah well. i didn't think Wait, so. no i thought Those tim burton like did dark mediocre. shadows tim burton he, directed he it did. but he didn't this write it. Wrote it oh wrote it okay this is this guy hasn't i think this is his first movie directing seth rogan smith seth rogan yeah that could be good they're doing preacher Seth Rogen's doing Preacher. On have AMC. you seen the uh, the character pictures from Preacher? I, they put some up. I have. I'm not a huge fan. I really don't like that they don't have Cassidy wearing sunglasses. It's it's sort of I, I I'm not sure why they decided to do Preacher because like 90 percent even in that first issue of stuff in Preacher is stuff that they would never put on cable television. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of unclear. And what are they actually gonna do on preacher well imagine i guess like maybe breaking bad or walking dead take on preacher yeah but even 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 walking dead is pretty tame compared to some of the stuff in preacher right preacher is pretty out there they're not gonna include like all i wonder what they're gonna do when they get to the sex stuff well yeah there's a lot of like fucked up sex there's a lot of fucked up sex stuff I mean, I could yeah. see if, what I would like. I, I, I what I'm excited about Preacher for is if they do the stuff where they put him in the box because I found that box stuff like his oh, yeah. his whole flashback and to them put him putting him in the box was like I found that like really really powerful. Yeah, I, that, like, I mean, I really like that series overall. Yeah, there's a lot of intense stuff in there mm-hmm. for sure. Anyway, uh, anyway, that's probably yeah. going to be bad. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I hope that's going to be at least okay. <laughs> We can watch it. We'll watch it. We'll watch it for the show. Watch a How little about bit that? of it. And we can talk but I about think it. this Flash movie that this guy is is doing uh-huh. is going to be pretty 
is going to be more, or it seems like it's, they're going to try and make it more on the humorous side. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll have to do all these reshoots again. Well, they showed that character, and so the tone from for each of these DC ones, at least, I feel like they were setting up in that Batman vs Superman movie. So we kind of yeah. the, they show you know Wonder Woman doing crazy shit. They show Aquaman being mysterious, and, and then they show the Flash like drinking out of a milk carton so i i think that kind of <laughs> that kind of establishes the tone of what that movie's aiming for which is yeah. going to be like he's going to be i mean he's going to be quicksilver from those x-men movies right i mean he's that's gonna be slacker flash that's the same which, tone they're trying to set i liked i like that version of quicksilver yeah that was uh i like that better than the avengers one why would quicksilver play video games like they would be absurdly easy for him they do like well, you didn't there's a scene in that new x-men apocalypse trailer where he's like zipping around his room and he has like five different arcade boxes and he's playing all of them yeah but why like he, that'd be how to do it he, he 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 there would be no challenge whatsoever i don't well the challenge is uh, playing more and more of them eventually he can play every arcade box in the whole world so why doesn't he play speed chess it's too slow for him <laughs> You can play as fast as you want. That's the whole point of speed. You can play against himself. How would you feel about a movie where we get like the Flash and like Zoom playing chess against each other? Okay, what if the Flash plays chess against a thousand people and he's doing it super fast, but he loses every game? Yeah, the Flash is really bad. He's he's really dumb. He's not very smart. Simpson joke. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) checkmate, 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 checkmate. (laughs) Oh, that boy is playing three games at once. Uh, that would be okay. really great to me. See, that's the thing. Okay, that's a hope. Can you imagine? I mean, at this point in the game, DC is making a, a movie that doesn't take itself super seriously. Because I hope so. That could yeah. be really great, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to see. Well, the one thing I do like about this DC stuff is at least they're going for different tones. Because a lot of the Marvel movies feel like they have a very similar tone. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, oh, they're so generic. I mean. They're very generic. Guardians was the most outside the tone I think we've seen so far. And that was still well within the tone. Yeah, they did was, not. Yeah, but I did. I, I Remy, I know you didn't like that movie. Yeah. I liked that movie <laughs> more than any of the other Marvel movies, I would say. Uh-huh. Except maybe like first Iron Man. Yeah. That's pretty good. That first Iron Man movie kind of stands alone. Yeah. Um, cause it's it, the very solid root that the rest of this like sickly tree is growing out. It's of. yeah, it's it's amazing to me thinking about that Iron Man movie now because it's like Marvel Studios this the 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 idea that Marvel was going to start making all these properties into movies again. Uh this Iron Man seemed like such a desperate ploy. Like we are going to put everything we got, we're going to try to make the best most interesting, you know, like we, we we can't we literally cannot afford to make this movie safe, so we are just gonna fucking go for it. And it's See, we need more of that. Yeah, and it succeeded beyond their wildest expectations, right? And and yeah. then the lesson they took from that was oh cool, we filled up the coffers again. Now let's go back to making shitty safe movies. It, it's it mind that, blowing to me. But they still make a butt ton of money yeah. on every single one. And yeah, we're do. still talking about them. Yeah, we're still talking yeah. about them. None of us All are right. rich. Yeah, have we talked enough about superhero movies yes. today? Let's move well, we on. Well, we could on. quickly deride the Spider-Man movie. Oh, I didn't even... I barely thought that was worth it. I don't know who that director is. Do you, have you heard watched either of these movies? No, I, I've John not Watts, heard. John Clown I've, and Cop Car. I don't know. Uh, if, they got, not, if they got the dude who made uh, Rubber to make the next <laughs> Spider-Man movie, I'm in. 
I don't know that one. That's, That's that movie rubber? about the uh, sentient uh, tire that blows people's heads up. What? Yeah. I don't know about this. It rolls into a little town and uh, starts killing people. It's great. That sounds amazing. It is oh, yeah. amazing. Rubber? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'd be fun. I mean, I dude, Spider-Man is the like first superhero that I got into when I started reading comics. So mm-hmm. I have like a special place in my heart for Ultimate Universe Peter Parker Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Good old Petey. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, little the, Petey. Um, little million Brian, billionaire Brian Petey. Michael Bendis. Yeah. Versions. Uh, and I think they get kind of close to that with that first amazing Spider-Man Andrew Garfield one. Yeah. Isn't it that weird okay. that that dude's like 30? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not holding out hope for Spider-Man movies anymore, unfortunately. Nah. It's, you know, we, we get that look at Spider-Man in that trailer, and that was... Um, not great. Not great. They did. I mean, they they really going out this time. They're doing the full daredevil like animate the eyes thing to mm-hmm. really give him some more character. But too little, too late, man. Yeah, Spider Man mostly even in the comics to me right now, he just feels really like worn out. Like I've read every Spider Man story. Well, I feel like yeah, everyone. That- well, not <laughs> literally, but I'm just not like. There's nothing new to me happening. Like, and from my perspective, nothing new happening with the character or nothing different than it's been for the last, I don't know, like, I guess we're not having clones running around. It's not grimdark anymore. Yeah. But it's just like, Spider-Man to me is no longer a really exciting, like, character. Is it, isn't that why they're trying to pass his Spider-Man mantle onto Miles? They already did. Well, like, yeah, they, he, they, they meet. They meet in a comic. Didn't they, They've met multiple times now. They got rid of the Ultimate Marvel Universe, and now Miles yeah. is just Spider-Man. Yeah, and Spider-Man's like, hey, good job being Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> run my billion-dollar company, and you be Spider-Man yeah, for a while. Fucking rube. <laughs> so I, would, I haven't read any of the Miles Morales stuff. I would be more interested in that, probably. I would be more interested in a Miles Morales Spider-Man movie than a Peter Parker. Be, to my understanding, that's what's going on in the current Marvel Universe is Peter Parker's basically, like, retired from being Spider-Man. He should just be, like, the spider king that hangs out and, like... Spider thing. Yeah. And he doesn't... I don't know. He should just train all... He should be Batman at the end of uh, Dark Knight Returns. Just training (laughs) a bunch of little spiders. Training little spiders? Yeah, okay. That'd be okay. I guess. I don't think. I mean, I don't think every. I don't want to see that character going out being Spider Man again, really anymore. Yeah, I, I don't think every one of these superheroes needs to retire into like the dojo master. But well, wouldn't that be interesting though if like these properties actually stopped and they started new ones? That would never work. They would never. Do I mean, that. it would but make like, me a million times more interested in reading comics if they right. did. I mean, that was that was a Grant Morrison plan. I think at the end of one of like Final Crisis or one of his books, all the main like Justice League. Uh, standard superheroes were gonna retire and become like replace the new gods mm-hmm. so we'd have all these like like batman superman wonder woman new gods replacing dark side and high father and then like n- new heroes doing the justice league stuff mm-hmm. which sounds more interesting to me after like decades and decades of the same thing isn't that basically what's going on with batman and his brain chair <laughs> that is kind of what's going on in Justice League right now, which I have a couple issues from that. I'm a few issues behind. I don't know what's going on. I can't catch you guys up. I'm sorry. I can't tell you what's going on. With I Brain think that's Chair. okay at this it's point. Okay. That's all right. But we'll come I back. I did hear we are going to find out Joker's real name. Boo. No. As a, and, and specifically because of that scene I told you about, and I don't know how many episodes ago this was. It's a while now, ago now. Like six or seven, 
where he gets on the chair and asks who the Joker is. Yes. And it tells him. So I guess we're going to, that's going to be followed up. They're going to pay it off. Interesting. I'm glad that's going to pay off. It's going to be. It turns out the Joker's real name is Bruce Wayne. No, it's it's Detective Gordon. It's Gordon the whole time. (laughs) Even when Gordon in the killing joke was being tortured by the Joker, it was was still Gordon. It was Zoom the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) What if it's a, what if it's a fight club style reveal? And Batman and Joker are the same person. That, see that, but that's the most obvious. Hey, one. Notice how you never see Batman and the Joker in the same place. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. All right. Let's let's do a couple quickies and then we'll 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 start wrapping it up. Um, yeah. How much Berserk did you read? What did you read? Where are we now? Can't wait to tell you guys this. Let's just go so, through it real quick. I started, I, I couldn't remember where I left off. So I went back to like Golden Age Chapter 2 and started reading. So I'm actually further behind oh. than I was last time we talked. So you went back. Wow. I went backwards. I'm sorry. Uh, but I, I will keep reading it because it is good. The Golden Age stuff is good. And last time I read it, I went through it real fast. Yeah. But I just lost my place and was like, I don't, I don't remember. No, that's fair. You, you, you should definitely, I mean... I re-upped on Guts as a young boy, even though I remember I got to the point where like he was fighting for that super pretty guy. Yes, Griffith. The elegant boy. Griffith. Uh, of Berserk. Griff- Griffith. Yeah, Griffith. Yeah. Griffith. Griffith. Yes. I think he solidly lands in the elegant boy category. Oh, he's the poster child for the elegant boy. He's the most <laughs> elegant. He is. No, literally. Yeah. I mean, he's he has godly poise. Yeah. Um, so this morning, I, I reread... Um, from where Guts has been picked up by Gambino. Okay. And then Gambino sells him. Yes. To, uh, for sex favors. Very important. Yes. Which, yeah, that's intense. Really uh, intense. We talked about it last time. And then uh, when Guts k- eventually kills Gambino, or Gambino tries to kill him, uh, does he take Gambino's sword? Is that where the giant sword comes from? Um, Is that that sword? It doesn't look as big as the one he has now. Uh, he I, he might have taken Gambino's sword. They don't really make it clear. Um, I don't think it's really is super important where he got the big sword. Just that he has it. Well, no, because he has a much bigger sword later on. Um, so this sword is really more of an interim sword. So it's like it's cool. You can okay. You don't need to pay too much it's attention. It's a small to it. giant sword. He gets a yeah. I mean, he gets a really big sword later, which is cool. Yeah. Like a yeah. really big one, yeah, and that one comes from a very specific origin. So it's yeah. y- you'll you'll pick up on it for sure. He just he, sticks yeah. like no. a pole into the ground, and he uses the earth as a sword. <laughs> he might <laughs> as he's he has a very awesome. big sword. It's cool. Anyway, yeah, um, I, I'm glad uh, you're still reading it. I hope you I hope you yeah. burn through some more of it because it. I, I will. I, I probably read a lot more by the time we do this yeah. again next week. It, it's funny. It's funny because like you read that prologue chapter, and it's mm-hmm. supposed to it's supposed to kind of like get you like motivated to really burn through the stuff to get back there to be like, wow, what happened? You know? Yeah. Uh, but even if you did it like me where you literally sat down and just burned through it, like it is a long time before you reach that oh, prologue. So I can only really? imagine how, like you might not even remember. It'll be like a faint memory of a dream. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I, I remember the first part pretty well, again, because I stopped midway through and had to reread some of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, this this is interesting to me because we're seeing where all this stuff comes from for Guts. Mm-hmm. It, it's I think what's great, like, the two things that stuck out to me from rereading what I the scenes I uh, read this morning were 
he really loves or like wants the approval of Gambino. Like Gambino's his dad. Yes. Even after he finds out, yeah, Gambino sold him um, for this guy to have like sex with him. Yeah. And when, uh, well, like, I don't know why I'm asking that like it's a question. It's very overt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he even says like, I was sick of you. He tries to kill Guts. And then after Guts kills him, we get that scene where they're both like walking into that uh, light. Mm-hmm. Like Gambino's like walking into a white light, like looking back at Guts and Guts is, is like coming with him. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, wow. So he, there's like, I felt like, w- what's the author's name? Um, I don't remember right now. I have to look it up. The author. Okay. Well, the author is trying to show like, he even like, despite all this stuff, he still loves him yeah. on some level. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's like illustrating a very complex relationship with a parent figure yeah well continuing the trend of daddy issues from like everything yeah. we've been talking about <laughs> one of guts's main characteristics i mean almost all of his characteristics are very firmly established by his relationship with gambino like every almost everything he does afterwards up to a point you can trace back to uh interactions he's had and is having in these early chapters uh, yeah, you know this and is that's what's interesting it, about it. It's one of those things. It's not. It's not just an origin story because it's not just like, hey, this is where this dude came from. This is very, very, very important to like every bit of unfolding plot and theme. Like, yeah, this is not a story that takes Guts' uh, character lightly. It, everything yeah. is woven together yeah. very tightly. It's cool. It's very cool. I'm I'm super yeah. excited for you to get past like this stuff and really get to the meat of it. I really am because so there's I, so much to talk about there. It's so cool. After the after the golden age, you're talking about like finishing the, all that. Well, stuff. finishing the golden age will be uh, great because it climaxes in one of the most perfect story arcs you can even imagine i mean it's so interesting and weird and devastating it's so cool it's so cool but i mean just like just even like halfway through this arc there's like really interesting things going on uh and it'd be fun to talk about them in the context of like what comic book stuff you're reading uh yeah that could be interesting yeah okay yeah that's good i'm glad you should definitely stick with that We'll, we'll we'll come back to it at some point so now we want to do uh we're gonna do a quick feature that I'd like to make permanent part of the show in which um, we're going to, you know, everybody knows there are good things and bad things in life. No. Yeah. Are there? There are. There I are. only know bad things. <laughs> no, I only know good things. <laughs> well, it's time to educate you both and all of our listeners, all three of you. Uh, we're <laughs> we are going to break down as sort of a public service announcement mm-hmm. um, th- the completely objective top 10 lists of everything in the world. Yeah, I can't stress this enough that these are the definitive top 10. Yeah, we're gonna, I want you to take into mind that we are not talking about, this is not about our opinion, yeah. you know? This isn't subjective. This is, these are objective lists. This is it. This is it, people. <laughs> this comes on from the, the highest authority word. in the land. Yeah. I, Written in so stone. Start taking notes. Whip out your pen and pencil. Both of them. You'll need both. <laughs> <laughs> so Nate's got the first list. Uh, take it away, Nate. So today, uh, I thought I'd start us off with uh, something that's a mainstay in a lot of fiction, a and, lot of stuff that a, we like. And American Lives. Yeah, and American Lives. Uh, lasers. Lasers. What kind of Ooh. lasers? 
fictional lasers. Fictional top lasers. 10 fictional lasers. And these are the top 10 fictional lasers. All right. So how we're going to do this, we're going to go down one by one and we're going to discuss it because me and Rory. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Well, I was going to say my disagree, but that's impossible because these are objective lists. Yeah. So, no, me and Maury are just going to make sure that you haven't forgot, like, just straight up forgotten anything because yes. that would be, that would kind of undermine the, uh, mm-hmm. the actual integrity. So, why don't you start us off at 10? We're proofing your list. Yes. Right now. Yeah. You're proofing it. Well, I've got Before the, uh, we en- yeah. engrave it into the Pop Wasteland tablet. I've got all lasers ever in mm-hmm. fiction pulled up on my screen, and we're just going to make sure that we didn't forget or amend or append. Or obscend or anything. Not totally. All right. So, number 10. Can you 10. the screen so I can see Nate better? Sorry, <laughs> Nate. I want to see you for this part. That's better. Ah! <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> I'm sorry that you had to look at my horrible visage. Here we go. All right. Number 10 of the top 10 fictional lasers. Uh, the Noisy Cricket from Men in Black. Will Smith's mm. tiny gun with mm. a big punch. Mm. Now that is that a laser? You sure that was a laser? Oh, it was a laser. That it was, was a laser? definitely a laser. It shot laser beams. It yeah. Oh, you know what? We should have done before we get into it. Now I don't. I don't want to back it up at this point, but I feel like it's important. We should probably establish what you mean by laser. Mm-hmm. Now this is a gun, mm. and it's any kind of gun-like object that shoots a non-projectile shoots- weapon. Shoots a non-projectile. Is it? Isn't that? Is a laser what? not a projectile? No, it's no. Not, a laser is a beam. A laser is definitely okay. no. A laser beam is a projectile. I disagree with you there. I think we need to establish this. Okay. A laser beam, whether it is continuous or a single shot, is definitely a projectile. Now I'm this, going with a laser is a uh, anything that's a non-ballistic. Okay. So no bullets. No. You so that but that covers a lot of ground. What about energy weapons that shoot plasma and stuff? Do I'm those counting count? those, those as, lasers. as lasers. All right. So we've just broadened the topic. Mm-hmm. So right. so let's continue. The cri- mm-hmm. Okay, in that in that category then, yes, the noisy cricket is definitely uh, a laser beam. I like that one. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Number nine, Godzilla's plasma breath. That's good. That That's good. Now, 2014 Godzilla movie? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. And is this a rating on based on how, how cool they are? Uh, just general coolness of again the i did not come up with these these are like these are the definitive no these are best. just the 10 best it's not by it's not my place to say why yeah it's just this is them <laughs> no it, it logically follows mm-hmm. yeah all right number eight mm-hmm. lex Luthor's kryptonite gun Ooh, that's it's a good one from what Jesus? from like any time that he's made a laser out of kryptonite to kill superman okay but are those not kryptonite bullets? No, he's not shooting little bits of kryptonite out. Sometimes he is, but... Sometimes he is. I'm talking specifically, uh, and the example I'm thinking of is from the uh, 90s animated series. Mm. Naturally. Uh-huh. Uh, where he has a whole array of weapons where it's a kryptonite-powered laser, and he uses it to like shine. It's like a green flashlight, basically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he shines it on Superman and takes away his powers. Yep, that's nice. that is objectively right. the eighth best laser. Mm-hmm. Let's continue down the list. Okay, seven that's, that's and easy. six are closely tied to each other. Okay. Uh, so number seven is the Fallout New Vegas like satellite laser. Uh, okay. That was always my because it lets you blow up little kids. 
Oh. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, now, this there's is nothing the, worse than children in a Bethesda game. This is the call-down huh? laser? Yeah, this yes. is where you have the little fake, like a 1950s laser gun, and then you find out that it's an actual, like, satellite targeting. Yeah. Uh, also a Gears of War weapon. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's It's been done. It's been done. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to that later on in the list, yeah, too. But clearly, the, the, the new Vegas version is the objectively the, the best version, though. Well, no, no. No? No, again, I just say we'll get to that later wow. in the list. Okay, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Only, all right, so only number six best. would be the Fallout alien laser gun a that you of... get from killing the little gray aliens. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> those great little gray aliens. They, you know, Fallout represent on this list, already highly placed. Well, I mean, like, if you're going for lasers, well, counting, like... Isn't number one the best? Yes, number right. one is going to be the best. So so we're going from 10th from We're going from 10th best, best down to the best. Yeah, yes. So, yeah. Okay. So Paul's holding down that bottom 50%. All right. So we're in uh, top five territory now. Oh, it's getting serious. All, All right. right. All right. All right. Number five, uh-huh. the number Predator five. shoulder cannon. Ooh, that is a good laser. That's mm-hmm. a really good. You know what? Because that one aims itself. No, it doesn't even aim itself. It aims where his eyes are always looking. Oh, that's right. Uh, You'll notice yeah. that it follows his head. Okay. You know what? I was thinking of the Aliens versus Predators game, the most recent one. Uh-huh. It, it aims itself. That's pretty cool. In the game. Maybe it's an upgrade. It could be. You're a young one. You're a youngin. Yeah. Youngin You're predator. a youngling? You play as a youngling predator. Do you play as like a millennial predator or is it one from yeah, the 80s? Yeah. I mean, he's pretty entitled <laughs> and he spends a lot of time looking at screens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four. Uh, Goku's Kamehameha wave. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. That falls under that laser definition. All right. It definitely falls under a laser. Generally, I would consider that more of like an energy attack than a laser specifically. Well, first of all, we never said lasers had to come from a weapon. Well, you did say at the top when we were trying to define it that it was from a projectile. I mean, it was a projectile from no, a No, you a said weapon. that it was a projectile. Anyway, we're getting off track. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, no, Goku right, can shoot right. lasers out of his hands. I can't argue with that. <clears throat> he can shoot a lot of things out of his hands. All right. Number three. Number three. Superman's laser eyes. Laser eyes. Ah. Inexhaustible. Right yep. Super destructive. Okay, I have a question. If they're inexhaustible, why doesn't Superman just use them to constantly heat like a giant like steam generator and provide free power for everybody? Well, because then he'd always have to be looking at the steam generator. That's yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, you can't... So we'd have to strap him down. Yeah, well, you... that's... Yeah, good luck with that. That's the good. That's the good Superman story, right? Is he can't be everywhere at once, despite what like everything he can do. So, I mean, maybe that's what we want to see is like him having to decide if he should like provide everybody with like food or power or whatever, <laughs> or run around saving people or Lois from falling out of buildings. Always Lois. Always Lois. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's why the Joker killed her. No, that was smart. It was smart. Mm-hmm. I, a right. good move on Joker. Joker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He gets it. He uh, really gets it. And this is what I was talking about earlier, but number okay. two. All right. Uh, the soul satellite from Akira. Yeah, the huh. call-down laser. Yep. Another call-down laser. The one that comes down and shoots off to Tetsuo's arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that movie had a lot of lasers in it. It had a lot. I actually had the soul cannon slash, like, the backpack laser gun that Kaneda grabs. That backpack laser gun is mm. pretty fucking awesome. It's pretty sweet. It's pr- I'm surprised to not see it on the list, but... Who am I to argue? This is an objective list. All right, and here we are. Number one, the number one fictional laser. This is the best laser. The absolute best laser all right. in all of fiction. All right, you are confident. Number one, major laser. 
he, he, yes. you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to argue you with that. You cannot argue with that. That is objectively the best. You know what? Prescient list. Prescient Thank you. list. Nice, nice job. You, you cut through the bullshit. <laughs> you found the best lasers. Yeah. Well, so I, I have a question. Why Superman's laser, laser vision and not Cyclops's force beams? Uh, I think it's pretty obvious, Rory, because Cyclops is a fucking jag. Yeah, Cyclops is a loser is extraordinaire. <laughs> I'm not a big Cyclops fan. <laughs> Doesn't matter Fair if he's enough. a teen or an old man. Every version, the absolute worst. The he's worst. not even the best blind superhero. He's not even close That's to the true. best blind su- in the Wait, fucking is, Marvel universe. Is Cyclops blind? We're gonna get no. to that when we get to the best blind superhero list. Okay, yeah. Ev- all all secrets will be revealed then. Let's mm-hmm. hold off till then. Um, you you'll see though that Cyclops will not even make the list. He's not even close to the top ten. Absolutely not. Not even close Probably because you can see. <laughs> <laughs> that does bar him from making the list. It's true. Um, yeah. What about uh? What about lightsabers? Are they not lasers? Mm, well, they're not projectiles. Yeah, they don't shoot out. Well, I mean, they do, but then they stop. They stop. Okay, yes. <laughs> I guess they do. For Why don't we ever see like a Jedi a with like a cloud gut style giant lightsaber? Uh, oh, that'd be sick. Guess what Darth Vader wields in the new Rogue One trailer? Does hey! he have a giant lightsaber? Yeah, he comes out and his lightsaber is eight feet long and three feet wide. <laughs> <laughs> and he just smashes people into pancakes with it. It doesn't even cut through things. It's too blunt. It's a blunt laser beam. Hey, I have a question. If lightsabers can cut through anything, why doesn't Batman just kill the Joker? Hey, I have a question. If lightsabers can cut through anything, why can't they cut through the bullshit that was all the Star Wars movies? That's that's, that's the question. Yeah, there you have it. Those are the top ten lasers. Excellent listening. Everybody, everybody now knows. Thank you for that public service announcement. I hope everybody understands that this is not our list. This is, I, I hope, I hate to reiterate over and over again, but this is the best. Not our best. These are the best lasers. It's true. Um, so don't let anybody fuck with you if they try to tell you some other laser was better because it's not. We just proved it. Yeah. It's science, people. Yeah, it's science. All right. Points of list. <laughs> is that it? I think I think uh, we covered yeah. it, you guys. We made it. Well, we we made it to the end. We made it to well, the look, end. For, so between now and next time, I'm going to read more Berserk. Should I play that Gungeon game? Yes, you should definitely play into the Gungeon. I think we'll talk about it. Um, if you want to start playing games, uh, I'll, I'll put down a list. But I I really do want to try this thing where we walk you through roguelikes because there is... There's potential in there. There's a lot of stuff in there, and I think it would actually be really fun experience for all of us if we just kind of like walk cool. you through them step by step but so well, there's some other games yeah. i mean there's other games you could definitely try that are not roguelikes that would also be kind of bite-sized experiences you don't have to sink too much time into and mm-hmm. I, we can point you towards those as well uh, well, don't give me starve. one game to play between now and the next time we record okay well let me pull up my library here um probably <laughs> gods will be watching was the last one that we were talking about that i didn't ever touch yeah that that is a crazy weird game um that's really cool um so let's see what do we got here i mean obviously it's hard to find a game that's not a roguelike on here uh i don't think you own one (laughs) 
uh, most of them are. Uh, you could play Undertale. That might be nice to, t- to talk about. You didn't. You yeah. Didn't touch on that. I saw Nate. I saw Nate play that. Yeah. Once you saw Nate play a little bit of that. Yeah. Honestly, I it didn't seem like my thing. Yeah. It might not appear that way, but I think you would if you actually started from the beginning and gave it gave it a chance. I think okay. you'd be very charmed by it. That's a okay. that's a good word to describe that game. It's charming. It is charming. Um, okay. And it is taking the internet's heart by storm. Yeah. I'm, the internet has a heart. Uh, well. <laughs> Let's find it and cut it out. Yeah, we got to... We're working on it. That dark, evil thing. That's the secret mission of this pilot. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, when we we come back, we're going to talk about... Next episode, we're going to talk about some some more horror movies Mm because we're still churning through. We we got a bunch, and we're churning through a bunch of them, some kind of more smaller stuff. Got to keep on rolling through. Yeah, well, you know, Conjuring 2 is coming out soon. Don't I know it. Don't I know it. Yeah, I know you know it. They might not know it, but uh, well, now they know it. Now they you, now they know it should be on your calendar already. But if it's not, go uh, mark it down now. We're, so we're gonna do that. I'm gonna play some more games. I'm gonna be playing more Enter the Gungeon. Uh, Dark Souls Three is coming out probably before the next time we record. I think that's coming out this week. Yeah, it's coming out well next week. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely gonna be putting some hours into that. We can get into that because that is. We're probably going to talk about that a few times, but I'm going to get some initial impressions down. We can talk about that. Um, Nate. When does Civil War come out? Are we going to see that? Well, uh, they just lifted that review embargo. Yeah, initial reviews are out, mm. so that means that the movie's coming out in, what, like a week or so? Two weeks? I have no idea. I have not been paying attention that closely. <laughs> um, this is a movie I don't know if I would go see if we weren't going to, like, talk about it uh i think that we're gonna have to see it and we're gonna have to talk about it whether we like it or not yeah we have been establishing a a kind of a president which president Yeah, i mean i'm just saying like before now i would be like yeah like comic book movie and now i'm like uh did batman versus superman really break your spirit that much i think it's just the combination of like ant-man avengers 2 batman versus superman where i was like it's either gonna be formulaic and like not that interesting to me or it's going to be really like just chaotic and poorly handled. You know? They're usually getting like one out of three like solid things in a movie. Like Batman Superman was all like action, looked great, craziness, but didn't have a lot of like substance beyond that. No, it did not. Um, Zack Snyder has made an art of missing the point. Go back and listen <laughs> to our Bats vs. Soups episode if you want to hear more of that critical dissection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is, oh, I'm sure everyone describes that rant fest. Uh, <laughs> All right, yep. Yeah. That's what I was told by a couple people. Yeah? Excellent. Wait. Great. Critical, yeah. It was a critical dissection. Wait, I, wait, wait, wait. Yes. You've shown this to a couple people? yeah of course so um so that's what we're going to be doing for the next episode there's um, no way we can live up under public scrutiny we're, we're gonna have to try because you know what uh this is pop wasteland uh email us at pop gmail.com hit me up on twitter i'm at dj turbo i am at pop wastelander there's an underscore between those two words and i'm at dr captain rory dr captain rory <laughs> Uh, yeah, holler at us. Let me know uh, the stupid things we've said and what we got wrong. Uh, send us an email if you have your own uh, top ten, objectively top ten list uh, that we haven't thought of doing yet, and maybe we'll yeah. we, maybe we'll read some of those. 
Can you email us? Yeah, I'd be into that. We are I'd be into ha- taking recommendations on stuff to watch or play or read. Yeah, if you guys want to hear, if yeah, anybody wants to hear SoundCloud, us talk about something. Uh, download us at www.soundcloud.com slash popwasteland. And please leave a comment. We would love them. Well, yeah, yes. we are, and we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Yeah, we're everywhere. We're covering Someone this has given us plays out there. I know you're hearing this. Somebody must be hearing yeah. this. <laughs> uh, yeah, go rate and uh, subscribe. I guess if yeah you're on into iTunes, iTunes, if we haven't already mentioned that, yeah, uh, I haven't touched yeah. the thing in like ten years, but I'm sure somebody is. Uh, if you're doing that through that, do that stuff. It helps us out. Uh, yeah. And um, Pop Wasteland Crew signing off. Talk to you next time. Bye. I just know that it makes the pretty sounds when I bang the string box. <laughs> yeah, the things come out and it sound good. I blow on the jug. <laughs> Lisa, never interrupt me in the middle of a jig. Get that fucking cat out of here. Fucking street cat wandered into our recording studio. <laughs>